thing. <laughs> for the uh, so you could literally be night rider. Whoa. And then I was th- I was joking. I'm Whoa. like, I want to put the Firebird decal on the front. <laughs> Some Z28 logos down on the back with Camaro with like make oh. it the most Camaro Pon- vehicle ever. Yeah, Pontiac yeah. F- uh, wow. snowflake <laughs> wheels on it or something like. And we got a Cleveland Moto podcast. We're rolling and God, somebody give me now. Oh, you got me in my oh, eye. Oh, yeah. Boy, Steve, that was an effervescent out said. there. Yeah, that was, Man, you got me in that went eye. everywhere. It did. That, yeah, was fucking, that was very hoppy to meet you. Ooh. It rode on the grim, so the vibrations alone probably... Holy shit, that is 10W40 salted maple. From the high Imperial Wyvern. stout brewed with maple syrup, chocolate, vanilla, pink Himalayan salt, and lactose. Contains alcohol. And it's straight up called... 10W40 from the High Wire Brewing Company, um, and they're in Asheville, North Carolina. So, Local. does it work? You yeah. like it? Maybe sipped it. It tastes really good, man. Future. I will have one next round. It tastes really good. I started with your Oktoberfest from our friends at Samuel Adams. We're starting on October. Chris Smith doesn't like those. Yeah, pumpkin spice season. Mm. Oh, it's upon us. It's fantastic. So, is that pink good. Himalayan salt? Is that distilled hiker in that? How yeah, exactly. That's how it makes it taste only slightly like Sherpa. Yeah, the, uh, Himalayan. Good they, for him. They dry out all the piss. <laughs> and it turns into a nice pink salt. To my left is. That's you. That's Michael. All night. All, Michael all night long. <laughs> and to his left is. Johnny Mac. And. Uh, Steve Sleepy Cinch. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Um, interesting because now for. We don't have any repeats from last week. So last week, nobody was here last week. Okay. So we have a totally different crew this week from last week. Yeah. That's funny. I was date nighting on the scooters last week. Yeah, you that were. Fun. You, you were out rocking around wow. doing date night. I was in Jersey. You were. Now, talking about the elephant in the room, or in this case, <laughs> not the elephant in the room. Uh, John grinning ear to ear, Mac. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. So, you showed up today on your V-Strom, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, what yours? What yours is from? It's a '09. '09, and it's very tastefully outfitted. Oh, only it's got the most tasteful. Right. <laughs> I mean, ten-year-old Strom, and it's literally—it's it's the perfect motorcycle. It's. Uh, it was thirteen six on the OD when I got it, and right. I think I've put seven or eight on it since. Yeah. You know, not in the last year and a bit. And uh, yeah. And you got it for a hell of a steal, right? I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it was. A, I did basically steal it from the guy. Yeah. So How much would right? one have to separate from their wallet to have said motorcycle? Um, about two and a half American right. pesos. So 2,500 yeah. freedom units. And uh, pretty right. much bone stock. Yeah. Bone stock. Um, so you've added all that stuff to it. I did farkle it. Okay, you farkled it. Yeah. yeah. Which is going to add two grand to the price of the bike. It's nicely done. Which I probably will never sell because no, no one's going to want it. No, but it's a fucking win anywhere I, the way I look at it. I mean... Yeah, I took a KLR six fifty that I bought for twelve hundred dollars, and I put twenty five hundred dollars of the shit on it in like three weekends. Yeah, I mean after so. three or four Thank years. Thank you, Kevin. By the way, <laughs> after three or four years sitting on a, a DR six fifty Franken bike that I picked up for eight hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, that's been burned and cracked and rebuilt, and the piston's been grenaded literally. I mean, like it's, you know, I've got an ashtray on my desk that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um. To, to, to put 20-something thousand miles on a DR over those years and then right. to jump on a V-Strom, you know, it's... Luxurious. It's, yeah, I, I still ride the, the DR, but not as much. Yeah. And um, I think the thing that... I said when I got the thing, I was not going to make it a dirt bike. I was yeah. not going to make it a gravel bike. 
of course, I have a friend that keeps pimping me uh, V-Strom parts on eBay, and so now it's got crash bars and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Oh, it looks and great. I mean, it's, but yeah. the, the one thing that up. changed that bike the most for me since I got it was putting that, um, that Moto Z GPS tire on the front end of it. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. A, a, aside from a little bit of Jeep Wrangler growl, yeah. which right. I don't hear in my helmet yeah. with my music going, um, that, that bike will pretty much go anywhere it should go. Right. That's something that people even with me on it. That's something that people don't realize too much. So I can't obviously I, I, I can't really ride my my super T because of my leg. Sure. But you know I try to keep it moving. So like I'll ride around the block or something like that. You know whatever. Just oh yeah. Doing, whatever. But anyways, before I really decided to not ride it so much this year because of the leg, I was really getting pissed at it because it was starting to handle like a pig and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. And it's unbelievable how much tires ch- matter. Oh fuck yeah. It's a, it's it's ridiculous Absolutely. how much tires matter. Absolutely. Everybody yeah. worries about suspension and this right. and that and that, but then they don't they don't change their fucking tires. And we can take any motorcycle comes into the shop. Yep. I'll take it out for a test ride. I'll go out and ride the bike, and I'll be like, "Oh fuck, this thing just feels like shit." Long turn. And now I've gotten to the point where my right foot, when it's not broken, apparently, <laughs> when my right foot isn't broken, it's a finely tuned calibration air gauge. So, like, even in Chuck Taylors, I can give a motorcycle tire a boot mm. and go, oh, but, we, you know, no, we're not taking this one out on the street. 22 pounds is not legit. Right, exactly. So, most of the time, near the front of our service department, you know, we've got air compressors all over this place. But near the front of the service department is that air compressor that the hose is long enough that any one customer, anybody who drives past our shop who needs air is welcome to have free air. Nice. So we have, you know, we have two things in our shop that are absolutely free. The air compressor by the front door is there so that kids on their bicycles can get air. You'll find that we've got an industrial quality 18-wheeler grade air pressure gauge there Mm -hmm. that you could drive over with a Mack truck and not hurt. Because I spent the money to have one Mm -hmm. because all the other ones don't survive. Your last one. Your last air pressure gauge, exactly. (laughs) Your Your last filler gauge. And it does it all in one. And then we also have the level two charger for their electric customers who show up. Nice. So they can get, you can get air or electricity at my shop right by my roll-up service door. That that easy. And I'll never tell anybody they can't have my air, my electricity, if they're going to be coming to the shop and being cool. Right on. But it is shocking the number of times people come into the shop with 12, 10, 8 PSI in these bikes. And they do it on the reg. And it really is the boot test at the shop where we're going to ride 20 different bikes a day, you you develop a finely calibrated boot. For sure. You give the thing a kick and you're like, nope, let's hit it. And then every time we are validated, every time we give it a boot and then we hit it with a gauge and we're like, fuck, 12, <laughs> giddy up, trying to murder me. Right. So then we air them up correctly <clears throat> and get them out on the street. But then you feel the way the bike, oh my God. Yeah. And what you forget is that somebody else rode that thing. Mm-hmm. And did not know the difference. And thinks it's great. Yeah. And you then you get, you know, then you get around the corner, you get down the street, you have a better look at that tire, and it's cupped within an inch of its fucking life. Right. Or it's shagged. Or um, at two points on the tire, you can see cords through. Which is nice. Which not anywhere else, but just the two, just the high spot and the bottom spot. Or just where the brake is dragging, on the on the caliper or the rotor. It's fantastic how bad some people can drive a bike. And it's amazing. I mean, I okay. 
when the BV I got from you. Yeah. You were front and you said you're gonna to want to put a front tire. First on. thing I said. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That yeah. thing was scary. and I knew it. But like you know, I wrote it for a day or two. Yeah. And it would like to turn left, but it did not like to turn right at all. That was what we call a seafood tire. Yeah. You know why it's a seafood tire? <laughs> Nothing but scallops. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. That was it. So we got you know, I bought a Shanko something, whatever, yeah. slapped it on there. And it was like driving like a, a fucking Ferrari. Yeah, it it's really unbelievable. Does. It makes how much, a big difference. Yeah. Fresh fresh rubber is like before people spend two thousand dollars on suspension, spend three hundred dollars on tires. For real. And then think about your suspension yeah. afterwards. And get a good set of tires, a decent set of tires that are maybe partially balanced. So when you actually mm-hmm. get them balanced, you know. Yeah. And, you know. Absolutely. I, I I will admit, you know, we're talking about tech tips tonight. Yeah. We haven't got there, but I haven't balanced a tire in five years i'm glad you said that because that's going to be one of our tech tips i'm okay. we're going to talk i balance my rims when i get the bike yeah last thing i do right but you know talking about the huge change i traded a dr650 a few years ago for um one of my dream bikes you know never meet your hero <laughs> but it was a 93 vfr 750 in white with white rims very sexy yeah you say never meet your hero and i'm like yeah, yeah well, kind of okay with that but one. It, well i was too and i yeah. was fine with it yeah. um that's a sexy bike. Actually, that's when I met your shop, Yeah. to be honest. You guys changed my tires for me. Because um, I was scared to hell. We should have charged a half for the back scared. one because it's single-sided. And change your tires, delicious. change your life. It was, it was, it was sketchy. But I put, um, and I didn't put any high-dollar tire on it because mm-hmm. I, I, as you know, you kind of said it with half your your lip there, but I yeah. am I actually a Shinko fan. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, mm-hmm. All my bikes pretty much have at least one Shinko on them. And... Uh, I put some uh, some Shinko, uh, I forget what number they are, but it doesn't matter. But some Shinko tires on that thing. The guy, that, when I bought it from the guy, the guy said, I think that the, the suspension's wallered, or he made some comment how the bike is just piggish and it wallers in the corners and mm-hmm. da 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 da. And I got the bike and I was like, oh, I made a huge mistake. This guy is right on. This is a pig. It was a 93? This thing weighs, yeah. yeah. Thing, it feels like it weighs a thousand pounds. Right. And I rode it for a week and then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, this needs tires anyway. Let right. me see what happens. And I put those on and light switch, like yeah. 100% light switch. It really is. And I couldn't stop riding it. Is it safe so. to say I'd rather have a brand new Shinko than a 10 year old Dunlap? You know what? And here at the shop, Dunlop has made huge. In the past, I'm going to say conservatively, in the past five years, Dunlop has completely rewritten their whole game. So Dunlop, Dunlop, Michelin, all these guys, the tire game right now is so strong. Mm -hmm. And the weird thing is, tires have become so good that you've got to get into the Moto Z and the Mitas and like all this Australian weirdness to to just have your friends pay attention to you. (laughs) You've got to have truly a left-handed dick to get anyone to be like, oh, really? That explains a lot. Because everybody's tires are pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Yeah, and it's like, um, it, you know, I've seen IRCs, which is a really old company, actually, people aren't aware of, but it is an older company that people give it credit for. I've seen IRCs come in here that have 11,000 miles on them, and they're worn in good, and they look right, a proper, and that's not an expensive tire, but it's been maintained well. Mm-hmm. Cheng Shin, the best thing they ever did was change their name to Maxis <laughs> and try to polish the Cheng Shin dirt off of them. But a little dumb short story is we were having trouble getting some sponsorship back in the old days when we were racing scooters, three and a half by tens. Mm-hmm. And Michelin wouldn't necessarily kick down for S1s or, you know, or Zippies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Michelin wasn't really going to kick down racing tires for us. 
So I made a phone call, and I was like, I will race on a fucking Cheng Shin if somebody gives me a Cheng Shin. And I found a three and a half by ten Cheng Shin Hi-Max mm-hmm. tread pattern, which is basically the Metzler ME88 tread pattern, or the uh, ME33 or whatever. But it's that that laser Metzler laser tread pattern we oh, all yeah. know from the '80s that we know oh, and yeah. love so much. Is the Cheng Shin ME? 87. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you like, we heard you like chevrons. Well, we've got a lot of them. The chevrons go the whole way around the tire. There's more, at least more, more. 200 chevrons. And we put them on the bike, and I put them on the bike, just mounted them up as wet weather tires. Because I figured that'll push water out of the way. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And when I'm not running slicks, I can run those. And what I noticed was after a couple of races, I was like, they're actually, they're performing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's my Cheng Shin. <laughs> it's hard to say the right word when you're saying Cheng Shin because what we called them is they both start with ch and sh, right? Uh, yeah, but the cheap shits, when we were running those, we were still doing good lap times. Mm-hmm. And that was 20 years ago. So 25 years ago. So my point was yeah. I'd rather have a cheap brand new tire. Fuck yeah. Than an expensive 10 year old. Hell yeah. yeah. But now even the cheap ones are getting so good though that when there is a bad one it really stands out. Yes. Like V rubber. The v, v Well rubber. V rubbers can be costly because again yeah. crashing your bike's expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out with the Kendas. I've had a couple of Kendas now that I have not had good experiences mm-hmm. on. So and I and we become weirdly superstitious about that shit yeah. like right now the way my heart and soul is I've had a Kenda I've had a couple of Kendas let go on me that made me really pissed off because they let go the way they did so I'm probably not going to put a Kenda on a bike mm-hmm. even if they come out with something amazing well it took Dunlop a hell of a lot of marketing money and a lot of GP races and stuff to get people back onto the Dunlops because they earned a bad reputation mm-hmm. for not being great tires now, we at our shop, we're a Dunlop Pro dealer. And what that means is that if you come to my shop and buy two Dunlops, you get a gift certificate for like 60 bucks off, or you get 60 bucks off your mounting, or you can get, depending on what time of the year it is, free roadside protection for two years. Mm-hmm. So Dunlop is doing a lot of things to get you to buy their tires. And we've identified that, so that's why we're a Dunlop Pro dealer. Mm-hmm. So we can say to the customer, well, yeah, but you might want to have this brand A tire mm-hmm. or brand C or D tire, but if you get the Dunlop, we can offer you roadside protection for two years. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a cool thing. Maybe that you like that. So <clears throat> it is pretty wild that a fresh set of tires, man, whoo, the bike feels yeah. good. Yeah. It feels nice. great. Off the wall question. Yeah. Does Goodyear make a motorcycle tire? I think that right now, if you did the, if we sat down and did the Venn diagram of Goodyear is this, BF Goodrich is this, Dunlop is this, I think you might find that Dunlop and Goodyear are the same company at this point. Can I get a tire that was made in Akron right. for my motorcycle? Right, and that's the, and I'll bet you if you I look around, I bet you if you look around, I think the Dunlop is, because I, I know it. there's a lot of Dunlops that are made in the United States of America, mm. a lot of them. Mm. and it, Five or six or eight years ago, it was only the American Elite that was made in the United States. And now Dunlop has a ton of tires that are made here in America. So that's kind of badass. I think automization is yeah. going to save some of the manufacturing in this country because, yeah. I mean, you can have a machine. I mean, 
uh, one of the things that Bruce was working on yeah. when he went to India was tire machines and stuff Absolutely. like that. Yeah. And it's just basically it's a robot that makes tires. Yeah. That robot can be in India. That robot can robot be here. Robot can be anywhere and make the same tire. You know. We've had a couple of bikes that have come in with some Chinese, uh, you know, some Chinese manufactured tires that did come from a major named brand, but they were made in the Chinese factory of that brand. Mm -hmm. And that is where we can tell you that in metallurgy, when we talk about a part that is made in China and it's made to the same specifications as the part that's made in Spain or Italy or Japan or America, the specifications are the same, but the metallurgy isn't. It's the stuff that goes into the, the smelter. It's the stuff that goes into the mold. And in the case of tires, it's absolutely the stuff that goes into the mold because we've seen a certain brand of tire, Metzler's, uh, and we've seen a certain brand of tire uh, that other brands that were like, this tire just disappeared. Like, it's, it's, it's five years old and it's fucking dry rotted on the sidewall to a motherfucker. Like, what's going on with this tire? A mold doesn't care what you put into it. Yeah, it's going to exactly. mold whatever you put in it. You exactly. could fill it full of silicone cock and it'll, yeah. and it'll make one. Tire, man. Yeah, exactly. Tire. You may have a purple bumpy studded tire, but it'll be a purple bumpy studded tire because the mold doesn't care. Hey, 20 minutes is 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes is 20 minutes. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've seen a lot of tires break down and we know that it's because what they're putting into it. The grade of rubber that they're putting into it is different based on the manufacturing standards in the country they're in mm -hmm. or the deceptiveness or underhandedness standards mm -hmm. of the country they're in. There's a whole lot of chemistry, I think, that yeah. goes into making tires. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, high silica, silica low silica, yeah, dual compound, this <laughs> and that. And know. some of the new tires that we used to have bikes that certain bikes would wear out a rear tire in under 3,000 miles, simply say changing to a different, like a Michelin with a triple compound tire, yeah. going to like a pure SC or something, now that same tire that used to be burned up in 2,800 miles is lasting 10,000 miles. Mm -hmm. yeah. So shit, that's money well spent. Well, and that was my rationale. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a cheap bastard, so that, you know, I, I do Shinko 244s on my dual sports. Yep. I do, you know, some 705s once in a while. I've got a 705 on my V-Strom right now, which right. is actually going to become a, a GPS as soon as it wears out. Um, and I, I run a IRC rally on the mm -hmm. front of my DR650. Yep, that thing will rail and corner. It's it's eerie. I'll, yeah. I'll chase anybody down on a DR650 because that tire just won't let go, right. and it's a knobby. Like, and then I could take it to PA and and rail down the freaking ORV exactly. trails. Exactly, and that's an IRC, which historically we always used to be like, oh, dude, it's, it's a sixty-two dollar tire or right. something, and yeah. I'm getting I'm getting uh, I don't know seven thousand miles out of it. Right. So the reason I I experimented with this GPS was there's you know around the world, Paul, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, he was raving about it. He had it on a bike. And he was talking about getting 11,000 miles out of it. Right. And he was talking about, he, sh he showed some videos of roads he ran on it, yep. on his DR650 or whatever. And I said, okay, I'll throw that in my, my V-Strom. That thing, I, I've had it up on a closed track with professional supervision, 127 miles an hour. Okay. And super stable. And sure. I did not balance that tire. Right. That has just been slapped on a rim, mm -hmm. and I ran it. And, I mean, I've run s down in southern Ohio chasing, um, what is it, an SR1... Thousand X or something? What's a BMW? Yeah, it's horsepower. Yeah. Yep, it's an SR. Freaking monster. Yep. And it was nice of him to wait for me on the straights. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that guy's running a straight up superbike tire. He's running a superbike, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with him. Right. And, and that's with a 705 rear. And, and I'm just, this is anecdotal. But with the 705 rear mm -hmm. and the GPS front, and never once am I thinking about my tire. Right. And not, that's the best once. feeling. Oh, it's, it's the only. I mean, I can't. If right. I'm worried about. 
if I, how far can I lean? Yeah. How far can I, you know? It's predictable. Predictability and super is everything. Stable. And then the yeah. nice thing I love about running those adventure type mm -hmm. tires, they don't give a crap. We got into this hard right one time. We were doing about a little bit over posted so and we get into this and there's buggies down there like crazy yeah, right yeah. so you get into this buggy rut those are transportation vehicles for amish people yeah it, it was nice it was like when at cedar point when you were right. on that little car and you didn't have to steer mm -hmm. it was kind of like that you just kind of drop into it <laughs> tune on pandora you wait right. for the bike to come out of it and, yeah and all the people that worry about no people drama. that have fresh grass clippings on the road yeah. mm -hmm. have never dealt with amish amish horseshit oh man Hey, if you want to step it out, right. that's that's what that's the cheater right there. Right. Little, give me little some Amish love on the road. Some Amish love on the road in front of me. <laughs> and I can step it out like a mofo. <laughs> but but yeah, but you don't think about gravel in the corner so much. Yeah. You don't think about a little rut in the road. Those tires just eat it up. Yeah. And they don't care. You know, you don't have to be so delicate. Hey, got an interesting thing. We'll, we'll go off topic for a second. Who at this table doesn't love the Honda GT650 Hawk, aka the NT, right? No. Bike. We're all loving it. Right? I've never ridden it. I like the package. I it's love the way idea, it looks. Yeah. It seems right? like it'd be a fun bike to ride. What if you could own one for a grand? Right? Yeah. I'd scramble. Thousand bucks, right? Sure. Thousand bucks. So our buddy down the street here at the Triumph dealership took one in on trade. And a uh, little bird told me that he gave 800 for it. And he'd be willing to take a thousand to just to make it go away. Mm -hmm. Just, you know. Probably the title probably bike. still open. This, oh, it would be annoying in the Triumph dealership, I get that. Yeah, oh no, he wants nothing. He no. does not want that no. in his building. Get this Honda it's out derogatory. of my Well, and, I mean, it's got 57,000 miles on it. So it's just broken in. <laughs> nicely, nicely. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, like, it's got OEM exhaust, but it's, like, pitted. like So it looks like a 57,000-mile bike. Right. Um, it's the blue one, so it is slower. But the uh, <laughs> but other than It'll that... Buff out. Red's good for five miles an hour. The easy. red is five miles an hour faster, but the gray is five miles an hour faster than that because it's metallic. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, but it's gunmetal. So gunmetal is always fastest. Because <laughs> you know gunmetal right. is harder. That's why than I got the strong edge. Right, because you're, you're gunmetal. <laughs> I need every yeah. right. inch. Right. Gunmetal is yeah. bulletproof. It's gunmetal. I did notice my, right. my ten rays faster than other ten rays because it's gunmetal. I noticed See, right. The color gunmetal too. Yellow does a little special something. Yellow does. Yeah. That's why there's a that Vespa back there with the Super Tech. It has yeah. a yellow stripe, stripe on it. Uh, yellow stripe, and it has yellow coil springs. And, the, and it has to be it has to be a yellow stripe. See, the yes. stripe is a stripe. racing stripe. It does make it go yeah, faster. No, no. Agreed. But yeah, there's a fucking running, titled, written to the dealership, Hawk GT, that I swear to God, I think he'll sell you for a thousand bucks. If you're in the market of having a Hawk GT. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to tell people who listen to this podcast who have never owned a Hawk GT. It is like when our parents used to talk about cars from the 60s they would say nothing better not, I've never owned anything better than that 66 Fairlane or that <laughs> Falcon Wagon or whatever it oh. was the best car I ever owned the old Edsel right <laughs> now technically on paper <laughs> not so much but the you tell me a Studebaker of, was a good car right Studebaker <laughs> Hawk right um, Avanti but that is a good example of the Hawk. The Hawk was fucking great when it came out compared to all the other 1988 motorcycles. And it really was great compared to all the other 88 motorcycles. 
and it had a lot of stuff on it that made it better, like the Elf single-sided swing arm and all that mm -hmm. kind of cool shit that it had was better than the other motorcycles. And I swear to God, if you take that GT650 Hawk right now, or that NT650 Hawk right now, and you put a upside-down modern fork on the front of it, you might have yourself a really, really good motorcycle that is going to be, hello, Chris Smith, <clears throat> nearly as good as a 2002 Honda SV or a Suzuki <laughs> SV650. Yeah. Did you? Uh, are we going to do the sobriety test on him? Because I mean, we, I know we have a no more uh, showing. Oh, up you mean podcast. showing up shit faced? Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to show up shit faced. For the You're podcast not two weeks ago. Yeah, pre-shitted. Uh, pre well, you guys decide. <laughs> well, well you have, that's what you we're have deployed your chair. We're through. So the chair has deployed automatically. And you do have a fresh haircut, yeah. so okay. you're trying to throw yeah, us off the scent. Only, only part of the only one side. side. My bad. Yeah. Only one side. <laughs> yeah, got it myself. Close encounter with Likewise. a string with trimmer. Flowbee. <laughs> it's the suck cut 2000. <laughs> My God, it really is sucking. Yeah. One solid left hand. The, uh, <laughs> and it cleans the hair as it cuts. It's a twofer. It is. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I do have one of those at home, but. The uh, so what you could do with this? So hawk. right now there is a Honda Hawk for sale for a thousand bucks if you want a blue pitted, you know, needs love Honda Hawk. But I will say I've owned three of them. Uh, Merritt's owned one of them. I own two of them. They're fucking good bikes. Hmm? Did they really ride it in? Bikes. Do we know if it was? Riding? Oh yeah, it was ridden in. It'll press button, start bike, go ride. I mean, right. So, so this is. I mean, it's a liquid cooled D twin. I hate to use the word starter bike. It's, it's a really it's good beyond that, bike. but it would be, It'd be an in, in the grand scheme. And it has historical provenance. Like, it's a cool bike. It's when, do you remember a thousand years ago when we did a podcast that was called Cult Bikes? Mm -hmm. And we talked about bikes that achieved cult status. Maybe we need to talk about that again sometime in the future. But when we talked about bikes that had achieved cult status, the, the, the Honda Hawk GT well, yeah. and earned it. The same guy who designed the Ford Probe rims designed... The Honda Hawk rims. Clearly. Right? Three spoke. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. yeah, clearly. No, six spoke. Eh? But they're technically three spokes sliced halfway uh, through each. Oh. So the Honda Fancy. Hawk GT has got technically oh, six spokes. Yeah, you're right. But they're literally three spokes with just a slap. They're bifurcated. 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 <laughs> we put some speed. The word of the day. You just know that from that one girl that had her tongue done. <laughs> Those are speed. I'm still thinking about <laughs> that girl. Those I never could figure that picture. They're speed slits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's racially inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no idea. So, are you talking ra race? <laughs> I said speed slits. As in, ready, set, go. I'm so ready for speed slits. You mentioned the elephant. We never got to it. Yeah, the elephant in the room so is the, okay. So he rode his V strong. Yeah. You rode my Grim. <laughs> you're not Honda. Not, you're not, not Honda. Not Grom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I, I'm unbelievable. It's made it here twice so far. Again. Yeah. Again. I did change oil between. <laughs> runs, but I've adjusted the valves every nine hours. <laughs> yeah, every nine hours. Right. It's, it's not of nine hours of riding. No, nine hours on the clock. Yeah, on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it seems it seems to be doing fine, and it made okay. it here again, and it's doing. Yeah. I mean, it'll do almost sixty now. Yeah, um, it's breaking in. It's breaking in, which yeah. is good, and it smells like it's oily and breaking in and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that's good. That's cool. Yeah, man. yeah. So I made it here on that. And what right. about you, Mr. Smith? What'd you ride? Oh, no, I drove. Oh, you drove it. Car. Okay. Toyota. Yeah. Right. Choice of champions. Well, I think okay. somebody else drove so, too. But Mecklefresh showed up. Dude, you showed up in... The Vietnam vet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right oh, dude. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. 
Is that a slant eight? Nothing. Slant eight. Ouch. That was terrible. Why did you say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just delete me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we apologize to all you Chrysler fans out there. I was the, born. Uh, but I'm the seed of a Vietnam vet. What am I going to do? <laughs> okay. A little bit of backstory. You knew that you were at the point in your life where you were ready for a rear-wheel drive. Yep. Open top. Yep. I wanted a ragtop, something like that. Torquey. I, I don't have any fun cars. We're going no, to Altima, Kia. It's like, it's been a long time since we've had anything with a manual transmission. I yep. kind of was missing. I'm like, right. I'll take a fucking pickup truck. I don't care. I kind of want a stick <laughs> shift. Right. Yeah. With an eye to maybe my daughter will be one of the few kids in her generation that actually knows how to drive you know, a stick. The joke is uh, the in stick my... is the millennial theft deterrent device and yeah. you know like you don't have to worry about anybody under you know 30 still in your car. They're not going to get out of the parking lot. No they're not. And I was like but I don't want a four cylinder. I don't want any, any of the four cylinders too small for me whatever and I want a little bit more. I want something And V6 for our podcast better. listeners who haven't had the privilege of meeting John Mecklefresh, right. John Mecklefresh is truly not just an American sized individual but a Pennsylvania-sized individual. Yeah. Dutch, yeah. right? Well, there's something in the water. <laughs> yeah. but, but, I mean, fully rounded, though. You're what, how, six something? Six what? Six two, six 300 two. pounds. Yeah. 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 You're a stout dude. <laughs> no, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever in. accused him of being like, he might be Swiss. No. No. no, no he no. might he, be a brown Swiss. Right. He, he's, he's, not, he's the guy yeah. when you're out with a bunch of guys and somebody goes, hey, that guy probably played football. Because he, he yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, he was the team captain. Yeah. As right? a lineman. There you go. Yeah. But at any rate, yeah. so, yeah, I w and so I was looking at, like, the, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I mean, we had the yeah. Nissan. I have an Altima. So I was like, I'm looking at these three. And what, what nailed it for me was I saw. You're straight, I, but you're not narrow. Uh, <laughs> I, I go gaily forward, not That's straight. That's exactly right. <laughs> but uh, I was looking at Craigslist for, you know, yeah. just doing my little search, and I was seeing these on the 350s. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some old guy had one on there for six grand, black, with a rag top, yeah. with a stick ship, manual, and everything. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go take a loan out. Yeah. I would actually buy that thing. Right. Well, it was gone. I didn't even get a hold of that. And I was yeah. looking. But then I started drifting into the... Oh, look at these Corvettes. Yeah. Here's a C4 Corvette with 75,000 miles on it for four grand. I'm like, and it's got a manual. And it's, a, okay, maybe it wasn't the ragtop or whatever. <laughs> Next thing you know, I get a text message from my old college roommate. And he says, You haven't talked to since the great hazing incident from 1990. I've seen him. Okay. We, we, right. we, still, we keep Alleged. in touch. We keep in touch. I saw him out of block out. You know, it would take at least three people to fuck an ostrich. Okay. You don't say. Alleged. <laughs> Allegedly. So you I, I beg to disagree. One blonde will fuck anything. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of beef. Considering he texted you, he probably got over the guilt then, right? Yeah. No, he I get a text from him. The shame. Hey, the shame. would you like a Corvette? You just have to drive it home. And I said, yes. Of well, course. Yeah. Of course I would. Right. I don't care what it is. Right. Intimidate me. Tell me it's an 83. Make me angry. Okay, right. An 82 yeah. C3. Right. Exactly. I, he said it was an 82. I'm like, okay. I'll yeah, get right. it. I'll, I'm I'll looking up it. So I'm getting, you know, I'm like, well, it's what are you? It's still 80? a Corvette. 82 yeah. Corvette. Okay. It's right. probably a C3. Right. Uh, right. I'm all over that. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, and then like a week, and then Jim's flaky as, as shit, but. Yeah. You know, then a week later, it's actually an 88. I'm like, oh, it's a C4. Oh, okay. Da, 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 da. He's a photographer, for Christ's sakes, and all I could get out of him was one freaking picture of his old man leaning against it, flipping me to bird. <laughs> From the top of the grassy knoll, right? You as know, the limo went by. I couldn't even see half of the car. Back into the left. Back into the left. But what I could yeah. see 
said it was black and it was a convertible. And he's like, uh, it's a stick. Can you drive a stick? And I said, oh, fuck yeah, I can. Right. But <laughs> so then I started Googling, and I'm like, oh, that's a stick. It's the 4 plus 3 with the Doug Nash overdrive and the right. blah, 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 Yeah, because we need our Corvettes to also be fuel efficient. Heck yeah. So we're going to create a transmission yeah. that nobody understands. That mm -hmm. car returned 25 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Nice. As I drove it. Right. All the way back from Jersey oh, last weekend. That's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. 600 fantastic. miles on its maiden And voyage. you know what? The interior, the condition of the skin of the interior is equal to the condition of the skin of all the original owners of these vehicles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This thing has cancer. It actually mm -hmm. has melanoma. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it, it does. I, it's I'm, remarkable how decadent that car was when they built it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean that was a supercar back in yeah. the day. I mean, there were like buttons they, everywhere uh, when they, you know, not that year, but yeah. when they came out with the ZR1, right, which was a motor designed by Lotus. Lotus, Dual, they, yeah. Lotus somehow took a Chevy 350 pushrod motor, re, <laughs> redesigned it to turn it, it turned it into a dual overhead cam, right, 350 horsepower, naturally aspired. I'm like, I hope it's not one of those. I don't even want I'm that. Terrified. How much horsepower does this thing have, you think? What's that? How much horsepower does this thing this have? Is only, it's, only, it's like, <laughs> no, uh, the first year Corvettes were only 205. 205 horsepower. Right. An, oh, oh, yeah. This one is like 245. Right. But the important number is it's 300, 340 foot-pounds of torque. Right. Yeah. And it weighs, well, the same as a pool toy. Because yeah. it is a pool toy. It, it is made of only aluminum yeah. and fiberglass with a little sprinkling of steel. Right. High quality steel from what people say because it doesn't, even the steel that's on it doesn't rust. The only thing that yeah. rusts is the brake lines. The brake lines. And of course, <laughs> I have a pop brake line. I drove yeah. all the way and I'm still yeah. driving with just the front brakes. But guess what? They're fucking fantastic. So, so just I get in this thing. He shows up with this, you know, this is Darth Vader's Corvette. No doubt. Technically speaking, it's, it's the doorstop for the Death Star. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a wedge with tires under it. And it sounds good. And I, yeah, as soon as I started it, it made that noise. And I was like, ooh. And then we stepped back to observe it from the rear three-quarter angle shot, That's which we call the money shot. That's yeah. my favorite shot. And I see the word Borla oh, sticking yeah. out from underneath the car on both mm. sides. Yeah. And I'm like, you got a free Borla exhaust system that has a car hook to it. Yeah. Pretty fucking awesome. It is beautiful. I mean, okay. You got so like 26 feet of how's stainless. The, how's the body? How's the fiberglass? It's, it's remarkable. It's 100%. Totally you know, I mean, butter. Crunches or... Never no, been wrecked. No, never, it's really good. never had yeah. a problem. It has the patina. Pain, it has the patina. problem was, I mean, he never, it was never, he had it for <laughs> over 10 years. They didn't have a garage that it could put yeah. in. It looks it like a convertible that sat in the driveway for 10 years. Yeah. It so looks that, like a 10 year old golf cart. Is yeah. what it looks like. Which is totally fine. Less I mean, I've been stains. polishing it. I polished, the, you know, I actually just work on one spot and keep going over it and over it and over it. That's how yeah. I get it. And in like 10 years, I'll probably have it back to shine. Fuck that. That's Wrap that later. whole damn thing in real tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good idea. <laughs> Tell you. Hey, you. Wrap that bitch it, in real tree. That's yeah. not a bad Piper and I were having that conversation. She was asking me about wraps because we saw. Oh, a Piper would wrap. You could get Piper to wrap it with you. You could do a whole Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty theme. Oof. I mean, I'm open. Sticker bomb the car. No, just Hello Kitty. <laughs> wrap that shit. I, the stick of the back yeah. the back part, I'm like, that's a nice flat billboard. I just thought like bunches of like I love fireworks and yep. like yeah. all kinds of stuff. I billboard. have a whole drawer full of, drawer full of cool stickers. stickers. Yeah. <laughs> you could do an anime like manga theme on the back. You talk to Oscar about it. Oscar will get you set up with like all the right stuff that's popular right now. Oh, yeah. So you could just have like a little Japanese girl in the back like giggling. <laughs> like over draped over the whole car like it's a blanket. 
So I woke this car up. I had to go get a new battery because it was killing the battery. Oh, that really? Was, that was the whole problem with this car. That every time you go... So that relay that was in there was murdering the battery? It had a relay that was... So I don't know if anybody's familiar with what a microbreaker is. A 30 amp microbreaker. Yep. So that's a little tin can in your yep. fuse block that has a heating element and a bimetal little point contact point. So what this is is for people who are maybe not car curious but have been in motorcycles before is if you're ever looking at a fuse block and among the items in the fuse block you see something that is either a metallic aluminum colored square or circle that is actually a microbreaker and they they do essentially function as a slow blow mu tiny relay right hmm. and they're I took one apart at work yeah. I'm like, as how I does it, this work <laughs> because i was trying to so you know i'm like i'm driving it back well yeah. the good thing is it has a built-in volt voltage meter and there's switches so there's i saw that so you switch from voltmeter to engine coolant voltmeter yeah. to engine coolant or you can switch from oil pressure to oil temperature oh, oil shit. pressure or off you can turn yeah. them all off too yeah. like all kinds of I funny little perkly gadgets on it but it looks like the inside of kit. It looks like mm -hmm. the inside of the Night Industries 2000. Yeah, like, it's liquid crystal graphics yeah. with a backlight that yeah. is red, yellow, and green. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is remarkable that for a 1988 car, they gave it 1982 Missile Command graphics. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. 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 Well, that was like probably the end of it. I think like the, the C, like 80, so 88 is kind of like the last year of that. Yeah. And then the following year, they went with a different, sure. different interior and yeah. stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I was going through the fuse block trying to check it out to see what, what the electrical ground is. Yeah. And I bumped that one and I burnt my finger on it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, the key's off and this thing is hot. So I know that's my problem. And yeah, didn't we talk in podcasts before about mm -hmm. getting yourself a forward-looking infrared? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. getting yourself, and it yeah. doesn't have to be an expensive one mm -hmm. because what we're going to be looking for is shade tree mechanics is going to be so fucking obviously hotter than everything else around it, mm -hmm. but that's going to scream to where your problem is. Well, I guess that's a tech tip too. Yeah. You can actually measure the voltage on both sides of a fuse mm -hmm. and you'll you'll see a little difference of voltage if there's current going. It's you, you try it sometime, you'll see how it's I'm really interesting. About. Yeah. But that was pretty obvious because I, I was like checking them out and for whatever reason I just happened to touch that one. I was like, oh, holy fuck. Because it has become literally an electric heater. They are GTE. Yeah, the resistance. <gasps> Those little things. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Like the ones that are in it. And I put the original one. I bought new ones because I swapped it out and the, the new ones started glowing hot too. You mean G? No, GTE. G. No, GTE. I remember the commercials. My yeah. mom worked there. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But so I did that, you know, so, you know, it was a fun drive back. I drove 600 miles and I'm like, I could, I'm like, I don't want to stop. Who wants to go for a ride? I want right. to keep going because this thing was fun to drive. Well, but once you've achieved that level of reclination, mm -hmm. you really don't want to give that up. No. So next to the, so in the seat bolsters, yeah. which like sitting in this Corvette is like your spine sits in the Corvette, <laughs> but all your fat parts don't get to sit in the Corvette. Well, you got to sit in the Corvette right. after I fixed the problems oh. and got the electric seat working. Oh. I drove 600 miles with the the, 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 the um, yeah. love lumbar. handle huggers all the way in. <laughs> and I wasn't able to undo those. And, so, the side bolsters? And free willy. And free willy. Yeah. <laughs> you and until a day or two ago. Huh? You know. Oh, shit. I'd like to steer, but my tits are in the way. You go around a corner, I don't care a seatbelt or not, you're caught not coming out of that seat. Wow. When I got out, it made a big sucking sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to the leather. <laughs> uh. 
the to you the like left it? and the right of his seats, <laughs> and both the passenger and the driver's seats. There are a bajillion seat controls. To the left and the right, controls. there are eleven buttons. Yeah, mm. and then in the where there should be the ashtray, right. there's nine more buttons. <laughs> and on the dashboard, there's 46 yeah. buttons and toggle switches. Yeah. There has never been a vehicle that had more fucking micro switches. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's like a fucking pinball machine in that car. My, my favorite yeah. part is is that now, now, when they have a Corvette meet, you get to go and hang out with the guy that just spent $78,000 and you didn't. Interesting <laughs> you should mention that because no sooner did I get coming out of Jersey into Pennsylvania, yeah. I'm cruising along with my right. Corvette I'm like, yeah, yeah, this thing's do, running. Do, do, I made do, it 100 do. miles. Oh, Ooh. it's not going to break down probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Corvette. I'm like, right. hey, Corvette. Well, I guess the Corvettes thing, they do the, the motorcycle. Out. Do they have a different way? It's like no, Jeeps? It's just a, uh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, do they hang their hand Gray super Pupa? low out of the side of the Corvette that. down low? I got no, that. they take their wallets out and they go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate the low the motorcycle low wave. wave. Yeah. I got that today on my fucking grim driving here from like yeah. two big Harley guys. Yeah. And like I'm driving and they're like, and I, why? Why can't hey you guys, just go hey? Cleveland Moto Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys ready to solve the problem? Yeah. Yes. Let's do a good deed for fucking. Let's do a the good world? deed for the world right oh now. Oh my God. Kill you the guys wave? ready? No. 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 From now on, if you're going to go to the trouble of identifying your fellow motorcyclists yeah. with some sort of a hand gesture, right? If you're going to go through the energy expended to create a hand gesture and make a hand gesture, let's do this. I want to see either a thumbs up for the road I just went past is clear and safe, or a pumping down motion for slow down, either the road is bestrot with rocks and trees and limbs, or or there's a cop. So you know what? Let's just make it, let's make it a pass fail. Because mm-hmm. even idiots who ride Harleys can understand it. Hey. It's going to be either a thumbs up, like rock on, dude. Yep. That road, the the one thing I know about is where I just came from. Is where I came from. Yeah. I don't know anything about who you are or what you ride. I'm not going to judge you based on what you're riding today. I'm not going to say you're riding a Harley, so I am or am not going to wave. What I'm going to say is, except for your ADV bike riders, you wave at yeah. anybody. Pumpers. Yeah. I'm but, afraid to let go of the handlebars. Okay. So I think we should make a stand and say there's two waves. There's the, dude, the wave, the road I just am giving you, the road I'm giving you is beautiful. It's nirvana. Or, dude, be fuck, pump that hand. Give that little, like you're petting a very short dog. Yeah. Right? And give that little hand pump like you're petting a lab. You know, a little, a little, little little sad. We've established the fact that you're moving your hand means, hey, fucking wave. Right. But it now means, we're making it useful. Right. right. Let's do more so. than just simply judge each other by the lowness of our wave <laughs> and the scowl yeah. on our face. So, you're about so like the kid right. that was in front of me on Trisket today, like I was following him and yeah. I kept saying in my Jedi, best Jedi voice, turn off your fucking blinker. <laughs> he just wasn't getting it. And it was probably my fault. And I'm sorry. Did you give him the blinker wave? I was behind him. Right. Just you're groping the invisible breast. Yeah. yeah. You know. You didn't try so, to go up and turn it off for him? No, no. Okay, but good. but I followed him I for like about a mile before, I, before yeah. I turned into the parking lot here. I followed him for about a mile. We came to the boot filling station in front yeah. of the fire department. Yeah. And he had no money, but he gave the guy a five, a high the, five. The tax collector. And I told the guy, there's no way I can get my, my wallet out right now. I'm sorry. I'm in a Corvette. <laughs> Fuck you. I just, I just hid behind my tinted visor and gave him the fist pump. And he, 
He looked at me like, what the fuck was that? I fisted him real quickly as real I drove quick by. He looked at fireman. my grim and didn't even ask. But, but this guy, so, so we, he, he didn't see you. You were too low. Yeah. He was like, there's a boot in the way. So Dudes this, on MLK are trying to steal this shit. Yeah, I know. The kid blows Holy past fuck. the fireman and still got his blinker on. Right. And I thought he was going to turn, so I kept waiting and waiting. Right. And a couple of the cruisers came back the other way, and he gave him this huge point at the ground, about a six inches off the floor. I thought he was doing the whole make you know make him look in the right, make him look at the pee hole. I thought that's like I thought that's what he was trying looking. to do. And then you and then after they went by for whatever re- they must have given him some sort of thing because he immediately turned off his blinker. Oh. And then he went on his way, and I turned in yeah. here. But I, that was like a but weird. But why did he give such a low? I do not know. Single index finger pointed at the target. And, and it was straight, you're right, you're straight right. up. He was wearing his baseball glove and he had his his <laughs> lineman's gloves or whatever. Well, those maybe he was gloves. calling for. Watch out for that hole. Maybe he was calling no for a heater. Said. I mean, what's that one? One down. Call for a heater. Heat? Yeah, Fired in a little pepper in the ball. I saw Bell's Bell Durham. Right? So I don't know. Right. Yeah, all these evolutions of all these little yeah. points and waves and things. I say we just try to yeah, help the rest of the motorcycle culture. You got it. We either give them a. Dude, road ahead's kick ass. Yeah. Thumbs up, big smile. Dude. Fucking pipe it. Or slow the fuck down. Yeah. That's a good idea. And a let's great just do idea. that from now on and either be like thumbs up, which means you're going to have a nice ride, yep. or pump it. You know, give them a little hand pump. Can we give you a variation? I did the hand up. wave, and then next thing you know, it turned into a Corvette rally. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, all of a sudden oh, yeah. I'm cruising along. Now, Corvette ride, uh, you've all seen the Corvette drivers. Mm-hmm. They're always way over to the fucking right hand side. And they're six going the speed limit because they've already gotten six tickets. <laughs> yeah, they're maxed. And they're just like, I don't need another ticket. Why I don't need I to get pulled one? over and ask yeah. about my car again. There's nothing slower in the world than a red Corvette convertible. Yeah. All the way over, you know. <laughs> so that guy's there, and I'm like, right. I. I'm going to go 75. I'm going to go my speed. So I pass him, and he gives me the wave, and the next thing, I get in front of him, and, oh, okay, this guy hasn't got too many tickets. Another Corvette passes <laughs> New me. kid. Woo. So then I pull him behind him. He's a blue, like, C7. He's a newer, these newer ones. New I'm like, that, yeah. yeah, I'm old school. I'm going to keep up on your ass. I'm like, right. hey, you're running. You're going to get the ticket. I'm not. Next thing you know, another Corvette. And none of us are going faster than like a Hyundai Elantra could do in fourth gear. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm like six deep in Corvettes. We're like, holy shit. And there's a Corvette on a thing. There must have been some Corvette meet letting out or or (laughs) happening because like. Or it just rained at the golf club. I'm like, how often do you see Corvettes? I'll mail my clubs home. I don't need to carry them. (laughs) But it was pretty cool. The only other (laughs) noteworthy thing about that trip was. You know, I was blowing along it. I, by that time, I got in cover. I'm like, I'm going 75, 80, whatever. All of a sudden, fucking a black fucking Mustang. Wow. Hell yeah. Went flying by Four me. power, bro. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, the Corvette just went, wow. You got sucked into his draft. Yeah. I, I, the Corvette yeah. just went off. All right. of a sudden, like. All of a sudden, the Corvette was part went of that silver like, What's canister? happening? All of a sudden, my foot got sucked to the floor. Right, yeah. It dropped out over It might have been doing what they call dieseling. It might have been dieseling. Yeah, I don't know right. what happened, but all yeah. of a sudden that that Mustang that flew by me caught I caught up to him and right. shot past him, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, buddy, there's a Corvette way for you." You might have accidentally <laughs> achieved 1988's version of hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hit the brakes and I looked down, and it was hundred something going yeah. away. And uh, you know what the the sp- the speedometer goes to yeah. in 1988? I, you probably have a good guess. 85 miles per hour. Absolutely. fucking yeah, really. 85 miles per hour. But it it's does a, have a speed indicator, which is a digital readout that'll tell you. So the it has an analog digital that goes to 85. 85. Yeah, yeah. But then it has a, it gives you a, a three digit, oh, which is funny. I mean, that it has you, two speedometers. Yeah, that's one you, for obeying the law under DOT. You peg it at 85, but it's still telling you what you're actually that's doing. That's like right. so you can still get the loan, but you don't have to pay the taxes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell is that? You know what the weird thing is? Is like uh, there are certain people sitting here at the table that in 1988. 
a, a Corvette. Any Corvette, mm-hmm. honestly. A 19, in 1988, I was the right age to be like, wow. Just mm-hmm. fucking wow. Just, just holy shit wow. Because we had gotten over the shock of the early 80s Corvette taking away all of our curves from us. Mm. So, you know, the early 80s Corvette had basically said, we're going to now be devoid of sex. Yeah, neuter we're gonna We're going to take this and make it look like a Pinewood Derby car, right? And we all weren't very happy about that. But by 88, we'd gotten used to it, and they'd replaced a lot of that with actual performance, yeah. right? And a big honking V8 yeah. that didn't make 125 horsepower like some of the earlier... Um, yeah, two, EPA I, bikes. I yeah. mean, yeah, two yeah. at eight, in eighty four, yeah. two hundred and five horsepower right. in a, a V eight sports yeah. car was like, pfft. yeah, it's embarrassing, right? Yeah, it's a little bit so, embarrassing, but and so yeah, I can tell you as a young person, you know, in my wall locker in nineteen eighty five or six or seven, you know, Corvettes were kind of like they were some badass shit. They were an American sports car. In and, my book, I yeah. mean, a C four Corvette is like the, the least attractive vet you could have. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I was never, you know, but then I started growing on me, and since I've owned this one, right. like, I've never been a super attractive guy. I've never had a super sweet car. Right. But now, I pull into the gas station, and like, we're filling up with gas, and the guy's like, that's a cool car. I'm right. Like, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank but, you. Yeah. I walk it in. The guy at the door. Hey, that's a cool car. I'm getting like, hey, that's a cool car. I'm like, really? Isn't that fucking weird? I'm like, really? You're like, like this? You mean, you mean this historical vehicle I just drove? This, clap, this clapped out, clapped out historical vehicle. Like, but I guess you don't. But then you look around, and you don't right. see very many of them out there, right. and and their nostalgia is expensive. And it is black. Black makes up for a lot. <laughs> if it was white, if it was any of the other weird well, colors, well, it won't crack. If it was aquamarine. No. Hmm. So how are the tires and the suspension and fan you know, fucking tastic? So that is, you know, getting it out on the road, you're going to tell so a lot about the tires. It's a sports car and everything, yeah. but I, but but you're missing the point. It's actually a great touring car. Like right. I enjoy That's driving 600 miles on it. Once you fall into it and climb out of it and get right. used to that, yeah. once you're in that buck leather seat and adjust yeah. it where you want it, right. I actually had plenty of room and everything oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And then, you know, some people say the ride is, is bad, but this one must not have the Z71 factor because it's not like, not harsh. it's not super harsh, but yeah. in touring in fourth gear overdrive, you're turning 1800 RPM with the <laughs> exhaust just going... <laughs> It might as well be a diesel. In the womb. Yeah. I feel you feel like you're on a boat, like right. out in the water, and yeah. it's fiberglass, and right. you know, like it was. I just enjoyed driving a long distance. I would drive that thing across. She put an air car. horn on it, like out of a boat, so you can hail the other Corvette operators. But you don't have well, to go. You don't well, have to go super fast because all those people that whizzed by you when yeah. you were going 75 and they're going 985, right. 90. As soon as you go into the turns in Pennsylvania, right. you just keep going the same yeah. speed. And go from like the outside right lane, you know, yeah. go from the right lane into the left lane yeah. and back and forth. Like it does, it just corners. Oh, like when you're going car. through Breezewood and everything west thereof, yeah, it's just be, it's like the road that's made for the Corvette. In, in 1988, that was my car. Yeah. Nice. What is that? that? That's my car in 1988. Is that a Firebird? Yes, it that's is. That's a Firebird. <laughs> With, you know what? And you. So you have so many louvers. louvers. You don't just have louvers <laughs> on the back window. Your you louvers have, louvers have louvers on the side, side windows. windows. That's right, man. So you are fully louvered. I was louvered. You were louvered for her protection. Yeah. I never. Wow. I, um, Nobody's ever been so louvered. I um my, so I was saving for a car and I yeah. had I had a four door Malibu piece of shit. Yeah. And it got in an accident and the insurance company gave me like six thousand dollars or something. Oof. Wow. Right. And I saved up a couple bucks, and my neighbor up the street's mm-hmm. wife got mad at him for having that car because that was an '84. 
No, no. His wife got mad at him for fucking his secretary. In the car. The car right, right. was simply where they did it. So she came over and, <laughs> yeah, and well, I That was, won't happen in the vet. No. <laughs> it won't happen. But she vet. came over and said, right. how much money do you have for a car? Right. Because my mom and her were talking. Sure. And I said, I have $7,400. Let me see that picture of you and the Z Cavaricis again. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> that might have to be the show notes. <laughs> wow, you pegged those too. Those are yeah. acid washed and they're pegged. And you have my same haircut. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Euro flop. Yeah, I do Euro feel like flop. I need an outfit for the vet. But usually it's the ball cap, sunglasses. Well, again, maybe like a, a nylon jacket that says Corvette and everything. I gotta get the you whole have to. A you satin have jacket, to. black satin with some shitty embroidery. But wait, tell them what you were thinking about doing. Oh, Start uh, talking about Bowling Green. Oh, I was gonna make it the scratch your head car with right. the uh, Firebird logo, on, Trans Am <laughs> logo on the front, flaming chicken on the handle, Camaro up front, Z twenty eight on the back, yeah. uh, Pontiac sun, uh, snowflake wheels on yeah. it or something like that. Make it like, what the fuck is that? Did they supply hmm. you with a wing and you didn't put it on yet? No, it has the. Lo- <laughs> That actually has the ultra-rare luggage rack accessory. Does. That's, yeah, that that doesn't come on many of them at all. Right. Oh, that's true. Because the trunk is large enough to put. But yeah. that's basically that same motor, mm-hmm. that same intake and everything. Yeah. Z28 of that same year or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, same drivetrain. Yeah, it's the same basic. <laughs> yeah. It has that right. same. I, then I was yeah. talking with my neighbor. He's like, yeah. yep, my motor, it has the same. But oh, yeah. I mean, that was that what stuff. they put in everything. Yeah. That was the nothing yeah. special, but it's probably the easiest of all the Corvettes to service. I mean, oh, it's all yeah, right. Off the shelf, nineteen eighty eight brake pads, thirty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah but dude, you're alternator seventy two dollars. Like, right. but you're in it for such a good price. No matter free. what, I you think do it's hilarious. It. It's a free car. <laughs> I know. It is a, a a straight up legitimate free car. Like like you, it scares the hell out of me. If you of course it would. One, you're going to get tuberculosis cancerosis by even touching dollars to get my free car down. No, but that's what I'm saying. So the thing, he drove it all these miles and it's yeah. working. So you were planning on buying something. So if you take one third or one quarter of what you were going to buy something for right. and dump it into this, oh, yeah. you got a solid car for a long time. And you know time. what? Piper's going to love it. Your daughter's going to love it. Your wife and you are going to be able to go to get ice cream in the stupid thing. We went out last night, yeah. you know. I turned the stereo on. It's yep. got, it had a, a 19... Eh. 2000 era stereo that's in it, which is actually. I think kind it's of a hilarious. Bump. It came with an 80 gig iPod. Yeah, that's yeah. the best. That thing's worth a Gen lot. Gen 1 80 gig iPod. And, and it has yeah. 2,500 songs on it. It's right. loaded with everything. Yeah. Like ACDC, right. like you crank the thing yeah. and you're still just in the A's. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're in the B's. And you keep cranking it around. Now you're in it like. Jim was a, you know, he was the DJ in college and everything. Oh, okay. He's always been an audiophile. Yeah. And he loaded that thing with everything yeah. from fucking, you know, ACDC to fucking Willie That's Nelson cool. to, to Zebra. 10,000 Maniacs. So it, must, it must be that expansiveness. ZZ Top. That accounts for the remote There's control. There's ZZ Top on it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know there is. Yeah. That's the last. That's as far as you can go. In fact, just spin Zanity. the jog dial left yep. instead of right. Yeah. In fact, you have to always be playing. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Just hit random. The bro. Grange? Yeah. Sure, we yeah. have the Grange. Yeah, right. You bet your ass we have Grange. <laughs> yeah. But that was a lot of fun. It needs a hitch so I can somehow. <laughs> I mean, oh, how yeah. am I going to put a Wait bike a second. on the back? Is it going to be class one, no, class two, or class three Dude, hitch? you have to get a hitch. Could That'll be. be your mid-Ohio toe. It'll be a low-class hitch. Oh, man. Yeah, I get a hitch and a little Corvette logo that goes. They make a Corvette logo that goes in a hitch. I know that. But the point is, it's going in. the hitch is going into fiberglass, yeah. man. They make a hitch for it. I already uh, looked it up. 
Wow. That's awesome. Oh. I gotta be able to put a bicycle oh. carrier on your the back. Car, of it. Break your car in half. Well, there's no room for luggage. Can I you, like the fact that you're gonna take your Corvette and put your KLR 650 on the back of it. That won't happen. It'll break in half. <laughs> can you get it the, will break in half. Can you get the rear of at 75 Corvette miles an hour, the front wheels of the Corvette are gonna go off the ground. <laughs> the rear single leaf spring. Yes, it is sideways. That, that sideways. That is a sideways leaf spring. Yeah. Is made out of fiberglass, yep. like a bow and arrow. That is correct. Really? It's like a bow. Yeah, it's a fiber. So it has no shocks in the back. No, no, it has shocks, but it has it has, a it has spring. shocks it's laterally for dampening. Okay. But, but the, the spring suspension is in the back is a yeah. is one leaf spring it's that a goes like, like your trailer. Yeah, like arrow. my yeah. my bike right. trailer. But, and it's not a rear axle. Right. It's the it's center pumpkin is solid mounted to the car, and then it has. Half shafts that go out to each of the, the oh, independent the suspension okay. wheels. Yeah, independent front and rear suspension. Nice. All right. yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, it's. I mean, the design of it is taken from a number of British cars that existed prior to that mm. of having one piece of spring. I would argue that it's taken from right. every Corvette from 1950 right. all the way through. That's so, how yeah, all yeah, Corvettes yeah, are. Being yeah. that you got a new toy, you probably were on the Googles looking everything up and stuff like that. What was the MSRP of said car Ooh, in 1988? Ooh, good question. You know what? I Actually, that's one number I don't know. I looked everything All else right. up. Okay. Phil's got the Google. No, no, you do it because I don't want to destroy But the history of this car but is... You're going to have to look at the Corvette, by the way, because his is loaded. Right. He has every accessory known to man on that thing. The story is, this was a guy who owned a trucking company yeah. down in Kentucky. Yeah. And when he ordered oh, it, he, oh, he owned it. Oh. He, he so wanted, he drove past Bowling Green every day yeah. and had to look at him. Yeah. yeah, all right. And he wanted it. He ordered it fully loaded he with did. everything he could get. Yeah. And that's what I got. Yeah, he got the deluxe SLT XLT extended super cab package. Even looking up the seats, <laughs> there's actually seven different variants yeah, of those of seats. Those like, seats. You but it is truly the car you have is like top spec. They kept saying it had an upgraded motor. I'm like, if this is a Callaway, no, if it's this, not a Callaway. Uh, if this yeah. is a twin turbo, the Callaway, Callaway would have a big old fucking. There's thing holes up. in the yeah, front right. thing, and I, well, some did, some didn't. It was yeah. weird. Well, there. I couldn't a, tell I by the one picture I got, but. Right. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll guy. shit my pants if that's got fucking if it's a Callaway. Yeah, that would oh. epic. But I'm I'm actually glad it's not. It's so 57 minutes into the podcast, the Corvette cast, uh, <laughs> what we're going to talk about briefly are tech tips. I thought it'd be fun tonight to just have some weirdo tech tips, only because one of them has wandered into my life that at 50 years old and you know. I have no idea why Renee opened that door and left it open. We must stink. It was just about to stink. I thought she was loading shit into her car, but make sure she didn't get hit by a car out there or something, or or maybe got run over by a loose Dunkin' Donut, or I don't know. But let's figure out why Renee, who wouldn't normally do such a thing, has left our door propped open. Uh, So, tech 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 tips. Ooh. Pro oh, tips. I'm out. A tech tip. Just for a minute. I'm okay. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. A 1988. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to do prices right rules. Okay. Closest without going over. Okay. Drew Carey inspired. 1988 Corvette. Knowing what we all know about said car in the parking lot, we have to come up with what the price was in 1988. Not adjusted for inflation. Oh, actual dollars hmm. back then. Okay. MSRP, 1988. No closest you can get without going over. I kind of I kind of know. Yeah, do? Oh, I kind of okay, don't Okay, well, hold on. Idea. Then you'll go last. Well, I'm all right. totally ignorant. And I'm going to cool. say 38.7. 38.7. Okay. I'm going to say 29. Okay. Chris? He's a very okay. good price. Uh, 31.277. One of the things I had read was that the Callaway 
doubled the price of the vet. Yikes. It was an option, a line item. You just checked off the box. <gasps> And mm -hmm. you got the Callaway at $75,000. So you could have checked, you checked that Callaway box and you said, I don't want two Corvettes. It goes I want from the factory to the special sh specialty right. shop and they okay. make it a Callaway. Before you get it, brand new, it's considered a factory option. Giddy the fuck up. All right. And that was 75000 So if that doubled Sleepy, the price of it. What do we got? He's very close because the convertible loaded in 1988 was $34,820. <sighs> In that, eighty-eight dollars. In nineteen eighty-eight, which is probably about what, about eighty grand now. Oh, seventy-five grand, seventy-five. I don't know, but I know that in nineteen. Well, C eight or sixty, right? C eight is an amazing deal, and the the vets are an amazing deal at what their yeah. price is compared to, because like uh, when they later on when they came out with the ZR one, which yeah. was the LT one motor, right, right. right? It was the fastest production car period on the planet. Yeah, it was beating it. Lamborghinis, yeah. Ferraris, everything, eating their lunch. At a fraction of the price. Well, that's oh, what yeah. the new Corvette that just came out right now. Everybody's right. like lauding how good the car is itself. But it's the mid engine biggest, now. They went well, yeah, they, they, they went the, mid engine. The they finally did it. But like, the, the, besides all the technology and stuff, the thing that everybody's jerking each other off over is the fact that they brought the thing in for fifty-five thousand dollars. Right. Exactly. Like you can't even. It is one quarter of the price of everything else that calls itself a supercar. Right. Take it to Europe, you'll blow Lamborghinis away and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And, and you have Chevy-ish yeah. reliability. <laughs> and go to the auto parts yeah, store and order parts for it. Like, right, like right, right, yeah. I don't know how much it is for the, the C8, but I mean, at least my car, any auto parts store around here, you well, can get anything Well, in the James May philosophy, it's, it's more fun to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. Yeah. By 1988 standards, you own a very fast car. Oh, yeah. Well, which will standard. still murder you today on the same roads that existed back in 1988. So I think that the 1988 Corvette, or like you were joking about like all these Nissan 300ZXs and all this different, or 350ZXs, those cars are still way more than I could ever handle mm -hmm. as a person that isn't a fast car driver. Right. Well, that car with the L98 engine, which is nothing special, right. is 150 miles an hour. Wow. If you get the the later LT1, which right. is a 350 horsepower motor, yeah, that's 180, 200 mile an hour, no problem. It's crazy. It is. I mean, that's hilarious. That's cheap power, and that's what mm -hmm. we get to. Uh, we've always joked about here is like, what is the bike that you could buy when we used to talk about this to get cheap power? So, like, what would have been the cheapest bike to by fast. today's standard to go stupid fast on? And like, I remember. Several times we were like, okay, well, the Superhawk, not the 1960s right. Superhawk, RC51, but the 1990s Superhawk, mm -hmm. the you know the the, v, the VT, the VTR, like that's a really fast motorcycle, yeah. and the Superhawk is one of those bikes that it gives you kind of insane power for around three thousand dollars. Yeah. And or even, even my bike was the Blackbird. I always wanted the Blackbird. Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah. CBR one eleven hundred. You can find a CBR F two. <laughs> yep. For eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And if it's in decent shape, yep. that's a hundred and fifty mile an hour motorcycle. Exactly. And right. you know, I mean, it doesn't have the braking and handling of today. Yeah. But it's still probably ninety percent of the people that even think they're riders now couldn't oh, put yeah. that thing right. to the max. You know. Well, and so many, so many twelve year old BMW Super Sport bikes, mm -hmm. the four cylinders and stuff. Those are all bikes that are 160 plus mile per hour capable. Yep. 180 mile per hour capable. Who's the killers? Who's the killers? And I, you can was, buy those all for you know three grand, four grand. When I was grand. an early rider and I was shopping for a, a larger bike at mm -hmm. that point, 
coming off an Ascot, <laughs> so everything was larger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I looked at a K100. Now, I didn't understand the BMW nomenclature. Right. So I thought a K100, right. I didn't understand that. So I went to look. <laughs> so I go to, I'm sorry. I mistook the K100 <laughs> meant it was actually a 100cc bus. So I go to talk to this gentleman in Chardon. Right. Beard, of course, because it's a BMW. Because it's a BMW. Right. And he, he, I walk up, and he immediately, I was 26, 27 years old. He immediately looked at me and says, you're not buying this bike. Oh, and I said, but I you. have a pocket full of money, essentially. Right. He said, no, you aren't buying this no, bike. Right. You don't understand the bike. Yeah. And he explained it to me, and I didn't, right owner. I didn't right. buy the bike, and I'm alive. To because you it. didn't buy a K100 <laughs> when you really <laughs> should have been buying a, honestly, a VTX 600 well, Shadow I, or something. I went, to buy yeah. the, I went to H&H Cycle to buy the Moto Guzzi 650 Laverda? La, la, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Le Mans. Yeah, it was Le orange. It was white with an orange pinstripe. Right. White with an orange stripe. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And the guy talked me out of it and sold me a fucking ascot. Yeah. And changed my life. Oh, yeah. those fucking ascots, man. They're fucking, fucking ascots. Shit. Well, you brought up BMW. Let me ask yeah, you. I don't know how we got I've seen, I know, I know. you know, I not that I'm it. buying a bike anytime soon or even Traded thinking about it, but you know, all of us do the Craigslist thing sure. and everything, right? And you're just slobbering mm -hmm. over whatever. What's with like. So you go to the BMW store right now and you buy the touring bike and it's twenty six thousand dollars. I'm not right. talking about the adventure bike. I'm talking about the touring touring bike. Yeah, with the reach around. Yeah, yeah, with, you know, with electric everything, electric <laughs> windscreen, all the mm -hmm. stuff like that. And but there's guys that have like a 2006 with ten thousand miles right. for twenty eight hundred dollars. Do you know why? Why? I work in the industry. I'll be happy to tell you why. Is it maintenance or? No. There is nothing less trustworthy than a BMW that's eight years old. Mm -hmm. With 10,000 miles on it. it, is, it I strongly recommend going out and finding a 20-year-old stripper <laughs> with a bloody left nostril. Yeah. She will go through your money slower than a 10-year-old BMW sport bike. Uh, okay. Right? Because everything about those bikes, you know, the, the suspension control system, the ABS, the traction control system, all that magical electrical wizardry mm -hmm. has a shelf life. Okay. And whether or not anybody ever intended to build it as a, we're going to straight up tell you that this amazing electrical wizardry has a planned obsolescence of 10 years. Mm. It's the same reason when your buddy comes into the shop and tells you, I just scored an amazing deal on a 2008 Audi. <laughs> My condolences. Yeah. What do we all say? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that'll cost you. Yeah, right. Right. The first time you hit a pothole, that's going to be a $4,000 pothole. Mm -hmm. On your $2,500 10-year-old Audi or 11-year-old right, right, Audi. Right, right. Okay. And the old guy I work with has two A8s. Right. And, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, What's he drive to work? Uh, he has an older Audi. <laughs> he's got a Toyota. He has an older, he's driving an he's older, got a Camry. He's driving an older Audi A4 right. Quattro yeah. that he bought for $75. Right. Deal. But yeah. he's he's into it. He does yeah. the Audis and everything. Absolutely. But he's constantly dealing with the, you know, air vacuum operated door locks. Oh, I'm yeah. fucking locked oh, that. that's I'm this, hilarious. I'm that. I'm that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vacuum. The one a he had the motor oh, yeah. all apart. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh my fucking air ride suspension yeah. uh, went no, out. No, no, no. It's not air ride. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Guatemalan bat breath. 
Because they couldn't put air in it. That wouldn't work right. It's Guatemalan bat breath. The water like, got in and rusted exactly. the fucking pump. Right. And then, yeah. oh, I had to rebuild the fucking things yeah. and put new airbags in my oh, thing. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> on and on and on. Right. I'm sorry. It's got 300,000 You made the mistake of putting brake fluid in there. Right. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> now you need a $2,900 Obviously. ABS controller. Right. Because you put brake fluid in there. It uses silicone. You didn't buy the yeah. actual Audi, you know, Bremse Abstellung, you know, Farbestoff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, right. uh, you know, like even in my Volkswagen, you had to get the green can of special exactly. 50 bucks for a fucking quart for the power steering. Exactly. Fucking oh, thing. Yeah, it was like, oh. well, that's, that's not an exclusively right. German thing. I bought a Safari off a guy one time, a four-wheel drive, what is it, GMC or Chevy piece okay, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Great, great tank of a vehicle, Astro. actually. Yeah, the the Astro drive Safari. Astro oh, was it an Astro Yeah, thing? so I had the split right. rear. GMC is Safari. Oh, the Dutch door. Yeah, so I had that, yeah. Which was, is, translates from Dutch as, you know, permaleken. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing was a tank in the snow. Yeah. The, the only disservice they did to me was, you know, he's National Guard, so he's changing, you're a What's the water guy? Not the National Guard. Coast Guard. Thanks. Coast Guard. Fuck. The water guy. the water guy? guy? I don't know. Anyway, it's been a rough week. So, so he's out of town. He's, he sells. He sells. But you knew what the fuck I was talking about. You all answered it like that. Yeah, you fuckers. So anyway, so he's out of town doing whatever in Alaska. His wife is there to hand the car off to me. So she's trying to be a good Samaritan. She changes the oil. He takes it to the oil change place the night before, changes the oil, and notices that the coolant's a little low. Oh, 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 so no. she's oh, oh, like, oh, no problem. Right. I'll top off the coolant. Right. So she tops it off with not orange or whatever color it's supposed to be. <laughs> she makes the mistake of not using the paisley color. The only thing you're color. allowed to put in this car. Two okay. weeks later, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, it won't start in the morning, all kinds of weird shit going on. I'm like, what the fuck? I take it to Junction Auto. Oh, you got the wrong coolant. There's like a ratio here. Like, it's not even all the wrong coolant. You got like some kind of, And I'm like, what do you, I didn't do anything to this car. Well, you can't put <coughs> head gasket is gone. It's like, like blood. Tithing. All the interior gaskets <coughs> in the motor are gone. Wow! Like overnight. Yeah. I ended up selling the thing for nine hundred bucks. How much did you pay for it? Thirty-eight hundred dollars. Oh, painful. Well, I did drive it all the way to Jersey and then bring a bike back and then get rid of it. But oh, that's horrible. It was yeah, but like fluid. Like how the how why? Okay, do you guys want to hear my mega tech, tech tip? tip? Yeah, don't Fuck put the yeah. wrong fucking coolant in your safari. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry I'm at all. Good. I'm good. Okay. Do you ever have a motorcycle, ABS motorcycle, maybe? Um, if you're so lucky to have had a used <laughs> ABS motorcycle, maybe. That you're like, you bled the brakes. And you're like, I'm still not happy with that. And so you bleed the brakes again. And you're like, I'm still not happy with that. And so you say, fuck it. And you drain all the brake fluid out again. Of course. And you bleed the brakes again. And like now you're going to like draconian method of buying like <laughs> nine feet of brake fluid or you know, nine feet of hose. And you're like, screw my fucking kick ass no. motion pro one man brake bleeder valve <laughs> shit. I don't truck this trust this anymore. I'm gonna kick it old school. Get the wife on the bars. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna crush right this thing. Right? Mm -hmm. And so what do we do? And and you do everything right, and after you do everything right, you're like Fuck, it still feels like shit. The brake still feels like shit. Like, it doesn't feel where I want it to be. Like, what do we, where do we want our brakes to be? We want our brakes to be like, we want to be like, grab the handlebar, grab the brake, and like move in like at maximum a quarter. Mm -hmm. Like, move in like a maximum of like one inch a stroke, mm -hmm. and then it should feel like, I'm stopping you. Like, really good Brembos have that feeling of just like, 
mm. I can stop this vehicle from a thousand miles an hour and right. it won't like it'll never yield it'll never fail it'll never and modulate like a yeah yeah and you mm. could like you could micro adjust mm. it and just be like mm. okay I'm gonna slow down this much mm. and, and it, it yeah. just it's there it for you right, right? Right, right like it eliminates stiction from your forks the brakes are that precise yeah, it's, yeah. It's okay nice. but you have bike bikes when you're working on them and you're doing a brake job and you're just like, the son of a bitch just won't fucking bleed out. What do you do? I, 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 we got a guy that we hired here. <laughs> and this guy that we hired here, I didn't know it because he didn't have a really long beard. Mm -hmm. But he had a streak of fucking wizard in him that oh. I didn't know about. Because he works on old Japanese cars. Mm -hmm. He works on like Celicas and Soup yep. and Centras and shit from like the 80s. Oh, they got the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John? What's mine? What do you think he did? I think he went and undid all the fittings and bled each fitting. Nope. And then. <laughs> <laughs> but well, hold on, Phil, I'm not done yet. And then he stuck a paperclip in the ABS module and made yep. the valves open up so it would yep. bleed. And then he took the whole system off and put it on the bench and dumped it upside down and did it that way. Way worse than all those things. Oh, jeez. He walked up to the bike that I was bitching about. And he grabbed the front brake and he, you know, he, he grabbed the front brake and he pumped it a few times. And it was softer than any of us would be happy with, right? And this is an ABS bike, by the way. I, gotta, mm -hmm. I can tell you. This is a bike that has an electronic system that does the pumping for you, right? Mm -hmm. And it is really tough to get all the air out of ABS system bikes. Oh. Go ahead. He turned the key on. Nope. Oh. No, I was... I, uh, he pumped the brake a few times. Key off, you know, it doesn't matter. Just mechanically pumped the brake. And he was like, yeah. So he pumped the brake maybe five or six times. Got the lever all the way back to the grip. And he put a zip tie around the side. Yeah, of Velcro. All right. He zip tied the goddamn brake lever. All the way back to where you and I would call that a failure, right? We're like, that is evidence of a not good braking system. Mm -hmm. And he zip-tied it and locked it. Just zip-tied it. And he fucked off. And he went home for the night. <laughs> and he didn't say anything to me. Bastard. So when I came into work the next morning, and I'm looking through all the shit as I do, and moving bikes out as we do, I see this bike, and there's a goddamn zip-tie around the handlebars. And I was like, oh, Ben put that on there. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think anything about it. And I just leave it on there. Go Is ahead. his last name Dover? No. Mm -hmm. So so Ben puts a zip tie on and whatever. And so later in the day, I said, hey, ben. young mechanic, what's up with the zip tie? And he said, well, you know, brake lever was low. We'll put a zip tie on it. <laughs> like I was supposed to speak that language. Right. Like that's a thing people in my universe said. And I went, I, I, I need way more information and at least three verifiable sources. <laughs> and one of them had better be Chilton or Haynes. Or a stopping bike. Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes, well, so the end of the goddamn day, I go over there with a pair of dikes, Liza and Janice. Right. And we go over, oh, and we, we, we hit it. Scissor that thing off. And the zip tie goes flying across the room, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, we had, like, 
90% lever. Yeah. We had 20% lever the night before. What the actual fuck just happened? It opened the valve and let all the bubbles up. <gasps> I had to go to science to learn. <laughs> I literally went to my computer and I typed science into Google. <laughs> I'm going to go zip tie every one of my brake levers tonight. <laughs> if you look, I've got zip ties on like five bikes out there right now. <laughs> because the brakes go from okay to magnificent. Here's what I didn't huh. know. If you put liquid under pressure and you open the valve, the liquid being under pressure at something other than the normal one atmosphere that we're all experiencing right now on planet, you know, spaceship Earth here, right? If you add pressure to that and you fuck off, the pressure in there will... And it will give the bends do to that, the bubbles. Do that again. Uh, if good. I do it again, I might poop. And it will give the bends <laughs> and the bubbles will come out. And the bubbles will come out, and the bubbles will go up to your master cylinder reservoir, yep. which is uniquely engineered to take bubbles and let them go up to where that little diaphragm is to make, take up the space for them. Right. And it turns out, rather than sitting there with you know your choice of like a mighty vac mm -hmm. or you know a, a mighty vac or well, we've all seen that happen or a too. suck pump two thousand or whatever you're going to so use when you're working on the brakes and you pump you go pump yeah. pump pump and you squeeze them right and you see little bubbles coming no matter up. where you are you get bubbles and you squeeze them squeeze right. them squeeze them right. and you see a little more right. bubbles coming up yeah zip tie well his idea is just squeeze it squeeze it and just hold it there and let eventually all the bubbles zip tie I am going to tell you that. Spending nine seconds and applying a zip tie achieved a better result than I had got on my own, cracking and bleeding, bleeding and cracking, cracking and bleeding, pumping and cracking and bleeding, like for like 45 minutes to an hour. Time and a and zip tie. And if you want to tie. reuse it, mm -hmm. use Velcro. Makes my brain Again, yeah, you yeah. could use whatever you want to, that's fine. But I, in this particular instance, used a zip tie. Fucking cool, man. And like... Game the fuck on because I had a particular bike in here. I've been cursing for the past like six months. Every time I rode it, I was like, this brake feels like shit. Mm -hmm. You think of 2020 technology that we would have brakes that feel better than this. This brake feels like right. poo. And then I did that. How in a combined, I mean, maybe yeah. 30 years, how right. many years you have, did we not figure this the fuck out? I know. I want to meet this new guy. Again, well, you want to meet the guy that's hot on the zip tie trip podcast is what you yet? want. That's you know what? We work him pretty hard in a week. If he's at home that's fine. doing whatever he does at home, that's fine. That's fine. So zip zip tie. Zip tie lever. And I put in my note in my show notes, I put zip tie brake lever to mega bleed. Mega bleed. And I like mega bleed. I think mega bleed it's nails nice. it. It's my new band. We're playing the Agora Mega bleed? Saturday. That's yeah. exactly it. That's right. excellent. Yeah, you're a you're a motorhead <laughs> cover band. Yeah, right. called mega bleed. Exactly. Like yeah. seven, seven days yeah. out of the, the month. The singer has a, um, a, a face bump that he right. sticks on. That he sticks show. on? Yeah, just a little lemmy? Yeah, it's a little yeah. <laughs> He's like, you call me kill mister. Yeah, I call right. that a lemon. Right. It's a lemon. <laughs> okay. Anybody else got a cool tech tip? Something that saves you time or money? Anyone? Uh, you know, I struggled with the tech tip concept as Stephen mentioned it to me over lunch today, which I was totally unprepared to be here at all. Anyway, yep. and I, I realized I'm more of a hack than a tech. Hmm. Um, is a test, you know, if you actually look closely at the V-Strom, you'd notice that, uh, or any of my bikes for that matter. The, the one thing that, that I do to all my dual sports, though, yeah. is because I despise changing a tube in the mud 
in the rain oh, on yeah. the side of the trail. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so fucking horrible. I, I, because um, front wheels coming off, front tires coming loose at 80 miles an hour is distasteful to me, I do leave them with a tube, but all of my rears on my dual sports are tubeless. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and that's it doesn't cool. matter if I run it in a, you know, your results may vary, do not sue us, da-da-da. But I do not run tubeless tires right. on my bikes. Right, that's fine. Why the fuck would you? Right. So, um, But all of my dual sports have a 3M tape on the nipples. Ooh, oh, oh, yeah. oh. So, you, so there, I've there's not been done threads for ages yeah. about turning well, your yes. tubed tire wheels yep. into tubeless so, wheels by taking tape 3M tape. Bucks, I've, not I've, well, it's, it's actually, if you buy enough of it, like I've got enough to do another three or four bikes. I paid, I think, twenty four dollars for yeah. a, a thing of it. Wow. But I went through iteration after iteration before I stumbled across this, courtesy of at C Baron on Adventure Rider. Um, I went through because of the construction background. I went through aluminum sealant for gutters. I went through all this shit, which was great. Some of it failed over ninety degrees, which is where you get when you're on the freeway at speed. At least, yeah, right, right, right exactly. Um, so right. eventually, I stumbled into this three M tape. It comes in different diameters, so you can use. For, for whatever it's like it's clear have. gummy it's like a gummy tape almost I've no, seen it almost I'm, no prep yeah on my Wipe super it. on my drz forum yeah they they rave about this shit. i have Wipe. it at work it's like a, it's almost are you talking about like the butyl it's a, tape it's a yeah, white tape. I, you know what again hack not tech i don't know i ordered on amazon for 23 dollars right? could you rip so it off and roll it into a ball if you wanted maybe Good. yeah well here's yeah. the thing though and again there's probably were some instructions and i probably should have read the supermoto whatever the <laughs> fuck he was talking about there is a release um, membrane on one side right. of it, yeah. <laughs> right? That's as right. it turns out, which I I took off of one side because it's kind of like when you put any gasket material on a window, you know, the cheap uh, winter membrane you put on a window to keep your old wood pane windows from killing your heat bill. Mm-hmm. So I took that side off. I put it on the rim, and I didn't realize there was a release agent because it was all smooth and shiny. Mm-hmm. When I went to change the first tire, there's this big ribbon of <laughs> ambiguous. Oh, <goo. laughs> well, it was it was like cellophane or whatever. Right inside the tire. We have that stuff up. at work, yeah. and it's it's pretty fucking cool. It's amazing. You yeah. can it's three M. It comes out and it has you peel the back off of it, and you peel. I think might even ours might have two sides. I mean, just to get it yeah, off. The I roll. think you're right. Yeah. It comes in a roll. You peel the side off of it, and like you can roll. It's uh, yeah. It's like silicone cock that like firmed up, it, but it yep. won't quite. It's almost like silly putty. It's like yep. it reminded it's me of, silly si- of laffy taffy, but way the fuck stickier. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I was skeptical because right. a friend of mine recommended it, and I'd been through some iterations, and and it, they all held air. Yeah. You know, they, they well, were the fine. Thing, I think with pressure, they weren't it's squishy enough that it actually sucks into the holes of the right. spokes. Like well, it squishes the, into the thing. Oh, yeah. The thing about yeah. doing the, the tubeless thing is, if if you ride hard enough to damage your rims and you need to adjust a spoke. Yep. The stuff I was using, the, the the liquid application, which was taking three days, you got to let it cure. You got mm-hmm. to the second application. This big was long, it the white stuff? It was actually a, a silverized okay. uh, color for aluminum gutters yep. and stuff. Um, well, how are you going to tighten your spokes after? Correct. After you've done the that? first time you start to tweak your spokes, you break that bond loose. This bond. stuff you can do that. Oh, it floats behind it, and I have I have it in my DR. I have it in my DRZ 400, 650, 350. I've got it in the Twin Star. Oh, front cool. and back yeah. on the Twin Star. Um, I do not worry about tire pressure any more than I would any other tire. You mm-hmm. have a twin star? Well, my wife does, to be honest. I just sold my twin stars. So if you guys yeah. are interested, you know, so that's for some of the stuff, I'll, I'll give you some data because people like data. Mm. So if you want to do the goopy method, the sloppy method, the sloppy method is you get a product. Uh, the product's called 3M5200. Mm. So 3M5200 
is an industry standard uh, naval application marine adhesive. Mm. And uh, you can use this to stick one usually wet item to another usually wet item. Okay. <laughs> oh, I could have used that. We joke all the time. It, 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 it will stick a fish to a boat, right? Brilliant. Um, they'll stick it to fish to another fish, right? But that's 3M Marine Adhesive 5200. Uh, the nice thing about that stuff is you do put it on with a putty knife, you fill the whole channel up, you yep. fill the channel up with it with a putty knife. It's anaerobic, it all, it's kind of always moving around, like you can push it, mm -hmm. it always stays kind of soft. Um, but the deal with that stuff is you can then rotate your nipples. Yeah, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I like rotating my nipples. Yeah. You can rotate your nipples without losing the uh, air and, holding and ability. And one step back there, a little pro tip on that, mm -hmm. after yep. all the iterations I've gone through, either a, a expired credit card, library card, whatever you're not yeah. using because you right. don't read, um, you cut it into that profile of then the, the channel, shape of the channel. Or you buy one of those shitty plastic putty knives yeah. so you have a handle. Right. And you cut, again, cut Perfect those, application yeah, tool, and right? And throw it away or keep it. Whatever. That's a really, really good, I mean, that thing will work. The other stuff that the guys are using, uh, the silverized stuff that you're talking about, is the 4412. So the 4412, yeah. Uh, yeah, John's got it up. Which totally it worked. Right? It, it worked. No, there was no, no problem. That clear. That stuff yeah. wasn't as durable when I went to do yeah. tire changes. Well, yeah. the stuff that we stuff, have, this is what I looked up what we have at work. Is oh, yeah. that's not, yeah, that's That's the Scotchville. It's actually a electrical putty like stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. But it's. I think it's kind of similar to what you're talking about. Yeah, 4412 is kind of, there. there's a lot of different products that people will swear by. Could you pull your like stuff that. off if you wanted? Not a chance. Oh. Okay. No, no, once it's on, it's on. You could pull it, chunks of it off and it would stay airtight, but you would have a membrane. Yeah. Right. You just reduced. Yeah, that's exactly thickness. right. So 4412, 4411 N, those are the two product numbers you're looking <laughs> for. Um, 4412 and 4411 N are both 3M products that you can put to use instead of I've seen people successfully replace their inner tubes using this device or using this product. Yeah, I don't run tubes at all. Right, so that's, and that's I, the thing. I do, you do have to drill out where your stem mm -hmm. would normally go yep. for your tube, and yep. you have to put in a screw-in, gasketed, you know, Yeah, O-ring supported that. valve stem. Yeah, um, an O-ring supported valve I've stem. I've changed, since I've done the last, that 3M yep. thing, which is the last thing I've done, mm -hmm. Um, I have done three tire changes with no problem. Right, and if you want to be, so if you don't want to trust miles. the 3M shit, there are a couple of different companies. Outex is one of them, O-U-T-E-X. They mm -hmm. sell a whole kit um, right. that, that they sell, that will sell you that is essentially the same thing. It's just like And that. I have a question. Yeah. So what's the major advantage? Major advantage no for tubes. me, I can get a flat on the side of the tire, on the side of the road, I yeah. pop a Starbucks double shot, I plug my tire, and I'm back on the road in five minutes. Right. That's yeah. awesome. And, and I plug in my... At this point, we were on a ride one time way out in fucking Pennsylvania somewhere, right. and I don't know if you let it get sloppy or whatever, but it got... it Like, the tire went down. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It had a slow leak hit something, whatever. Yeah. So we were leaving, and he hit the gas to go fast and spun the tire in the rim. Yeah, yeah. And almost... Thing. We were like, fuck, like, what are we going to do? I did we that on my home. KLR, and yeah. I popped the tube. So yeah. he, exactly. he fucking... We, we reset it, or set in the bead... Yep. And he took a fucking CO2 and was like, I hope this works. Yeah. We went home. So Cool. And, uh, well, so that's great. The truth be known on that story, that was pre-3M. Right. Yeah. That was the Permatex or whatever fucking goo on a caulking gun version. Uh, 3M5200. So the Entirely 3M5200 is Home Depot. It's like 10 bucks a cartridge. Mm -hmm. um, that shit, again, it's a bit Farmer John for my tastes. But a lot of people swear about well, it. And, and it was fine. It was good. But yeah. uh, I had what I actually had was a leak at my stem. I did not have oh. my stem seated okay. properly. Right. And so, yeah, we were railing around a big right-hander. Mm -hmm. I was on my DR650, big right-hander, and I got a 
a little tight and the, the bead let go yeah. and I lost you air pressure. You didn't know what happened. I'm like, you're you tired. Yeah, I didn't even know because yeah. I'm so used to my back and, and my DR being. you low pressure because you were off road. I was 20-ish pounds, yeah. 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 So, so you're we, running, we were running gravel. We were gravel, yeah. So, yeah. So that day I had a 16 gram because I used to just carry like a bicycle yeah, 16 a C- gram yeah, thing. So here's another variation. I, here's this is the evolution of this two, whole two. process. Yeah. Right. So we used two of those. I went home and I was like, "Fuck that! I can't be carrying 20 16 grams." No, so I, no, so I found <laughs> I found a company that makes 48s and I think 64s. Ooh. They're big and they have an oversized inflator with a trigger, so right. you have ultimate yeah. control. Right. So you can sit, you can seat, I can seat the tire on my E2, my Ford E250 right. van with a 64. Right. It'll, it'll it's a massive. It'll amount of seat air. the freaking yeah. bead and inflate the tire. Right. And I'll still have some left. Right. That's the size. So that's what I carry now. It's the size of uh, maybe three golf balls in a line. Okay, all right. And it's that's not bad. Cool. I carry it under the seat of my DR. I've got my DL650. And they make, is it a, it's got a threaded head so you can just kind yep. of. It's a bigger, nine, I think it's a nine mil, uh, don't quote me. It's yeah. a bigger threading than the 16 gram. I, I personally carry it, I have a hole in I my can seat. I give you a it link comes if up you this want. way, and then it just <laughs> keeps <laughs> me on the seat. I'll shoot you. I, if anybody's interested in the info, because yeah, they are actually a little cock. hard to find, the filler. The threading for the filler is actually the same as like aquarium, uh, what's the word? You know, when you're putting air into your aquarium. So they make CO2 aquarium aerators for a remote location. It's the same threading as that. Interesting. I'll find the thing and I'll send you a link. You guys, uh, if you are dumb and you do want to just carry a mountain bike pump, you, you're and not you gonna have, have the blast of air. You're not gonna have the blast of air. You need to see the bead. Yeah, you can't see the bead. And so realistically, when it comes to that, you're gonna need to have some starting fluid or some brake parts cleaner or something, and go for the boom method. Yeah. Except with shit. the boom method, if yeah. you don't also hit it with some air, yeah. The boom method, like I was trying to do a wheelbarrow tire, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. But as soon as it cooled down, it came back up. Correct. So even with the boom method, you still have to feed it some air. We're gonna talk to about keep that. It on the bead. Yeah, because so that's Justin, my tech tip. Well, Dustin and I did the boom method. So we tested the boom method. And uh, the boom method is exactly, you nailed it. Don't do the boom method. And that means spray starting fluid or another hot combustible into the void of your tire and then touch it off with a torch or something like that. It's really rewarding. It goes boom and like everything moves out of the way. But if you're standing around marveling at your craftiness, it'll pop. Then it, sucks back again yeah. <laughs> so as soon as it goes boom immediately hit it with your tire pump because you need to put the air back in to compensate for the temperature change differential so yeah. be aware of that that's a big big deal if you i like the boom method i think it's super sexy and it makes you look smart but then you got to get on there with the regular air chuck right? it'll just fall right it'll back fall off. right back off again. i just i just sent you a link to that because i don't have his info good on good phone. but that'll be that'd be nice to have yeah, yeah. Kick ass. All right. So, anybody else got a tech tip? Well, to back that up, there's a company that... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Rock on, dude. Been quiet. So, uh, I was down at Delzani's the other day. Yeah. Somebody's got an 86 uh, GL uh, Interceptor. They're riding around down in... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, speak Re- my... Rewind that. 86 Goldwing. Goldwing. Interstate. Interstate. Yeah, not interstate. I was going to say, dude, somebody shoot a hundred, eleven hundred into it. So (laughs) he's riding around in Florida and it's overheating. So he's trying to figure out a way to get some more air across the the front of it. So he goes out and buys two, two, two dollar fucking dust pans, dude. Dust pans. Holy shit. So he bends the dust pans 
back around <laughs> and zip ties them to the. Uh, That's awesome. This is MacGyver shit. So if if you swipe that one way or the other. Yeah. <clears throat> That's fucking clever. So he was nice, clever, but nice sausage. He was Chris. at the dollar store. Yeah, those are That's chi- clever. Chibachis. Um, yeah, and in a bad situation, Dude, bad rain, well, tons of bugs. Yeah, so um, um, they're, anything they're on, ugly. On both nice, sides nice. Nice. He didn't even take the labels off. No, you can take. <laughs> you, you don't want to take away from the resale value. No, you really don't want to destroy the resale value of those dustpans. It's like leaving the tag in your flat. Right. Bowl. You might have to return those later. <laughs> the uh, if you ever need hand guards and you're in a fucking pinch. Uh, Two liter Coke bottles, like two liter pop bottles. All you do is you yeah. cut them and cut the neck. And if you cut the neck, the neck goes perfectly over a seven eighths inch handlebar. You won't even need a zip tie. It's crazy how, how good they hold on. Wow. But if you cut 40% away from the body area of a two liter pop bottle and you can cut through the neck of the bottle, which is some pretty stout, stout stuff. Yeah, right. It will clamp right onto a seven eighths inch handlebar like you don't need a zip tie. Uh, note, he said forty percent, not fifty percent. Right. No, no, I mean you lose structural integrity. Yeah, forty percent. Right, and then the other way to do it is a one gallon milk jug. Mm-hmm. Cut out the part where the handle is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. simply cut out the part where the handle is, and that becomes an amazing uh, mitten, like a mitten cover. For riding bikes in super cold weather. I was or about to say, so rain. somebody would be like, why would you want to do that? Rain. Well, then you obviously haven't ridden in 33 degree weather while yeah. it was raining. Yeah, you've never because... ridden in a 43 degree rainstorm. <laughs> right. That's, a, that's yeah. the equivalent of putting bread bags over your feet before you super put them on your boots. It's the, it is the most delightful feeling it is. to have warm hands when they used to not be. It is crazy. So if, you're, if you are an uncivilized asshole and you don't have any <laughs> grips on your bike that you're riding, that is the next best thing that you can do if you yep. don't have professional hands. Yeah. You fucking know it. I mean, that is one of those things that is just, just badass. Of course we are. Yeah, that's uh, why we have heated yeah. hands. The so, dustpans were, I mean, it's impressive for what it is. It's quick. Yeah. But it, it doesn't have the style points enough for my, well, for my taste. Because they were, well, they were white. I mean, yeah. it if they had been black and matched the bike, I could have maybe yeah. gone with it. But eh. so were you guys aware that we had a new podcast challenge out there? No, no. So Bring we do. If you look at the screen, you're going to see that we have a new podcast challenge. That's a hell and, of a logo. And the new podcast challenge is we're asking people to design a logo or a uh, YouTube. Uh, in not an intro screen. What do they call the YouTube thing? The first screen that comes up. The first like the title screen. Title, right? screen. title screen. So we're asking people to design a YouTube title screen and a Cleveland Moto logo. And uh, so we've got a couple of submissions here. I'm going to give you from I some like of the our Cleveland, listeners. Get, the Cleveland skyline and the headline. That's a nice that touch, is, is, isn't it? It is good. But and it's very sure. hipster-esque with the multiple yellow, white. I don't orange see any. Anybody that submits this, though. submit layered files if you can. Well, we've said vector art is okay, for you know t-shirt printing and then a JPEG too. You know, or also for, yeah. some video stuff since right. you know. I kinda, yeah. That's oh yeah. What I do. So that's uh, that's Speak. one of our first submissions. We thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. That's already a t-shirt. Jesus. Well, you know, he's overachiever. So, uh, yeah, but so what we're saying is, you know, we want your submissions, not your emissions, your submissions. We want to see. You must submit. You must submit. Uh, we're going to be given away. If we, we have, are not mad. If we have 10 submissions, we're going to give away your choice of any, any Bell qualifier helmet. Wow. Any color scheme you want, any size you want. I'll buy it for you. We'll ship it right to your house. But if we get more than 10 Different people, not not one dude submitting eleven items, right. but ten dudes submitting one item or more. Then we're going to change that from a bell qualifier 
up to a Bell Qualifier Deluxe. Wow. And you go, well, wait, what does that mean, Uncle Phil? Well, here's what it means. So when you go to a Bell Qualifier Deluxe, what you get is you get a whole lot of extra venting, but you get a pro tint visor. So a pro tint visor is transitions. The visor changes mm. colors, right? So based on the amount of light in the world out there around you, the visor is going to change colors. And then you have an interface on the left-hand side that pops out for your communicator. Oh, wow. Oh, so you have that for your communication system. You get two vents on the forehead, or four vents on the forehead. Explain that a little bit more, because it looks like it's just the bell sticker on there. Yeah, it does look like a bell sticker. It just so happens there's a little latch hidden, hidden on there, and it opens up to create a perfect mm. Senna-sized hole yeah. for your Senna or other branded communicator to go into the side of your helmet so it's not hanging off right, your helmet you an inch. Does right. that helmet say... Yes. Isle? This particular helmet does happen to say of. the Isle of Man with oh, a big triskelion on the top of that's it. That's a super yeah. cool helmet. That it's a super cool helmet. Epic. And this You will is, not be getting that one. I can, that is Unky Phil. I can still get they're you one. They're readily available. Really? Yeah, they're, readily, they're available. Okay. So yeah. I can get you one of these. It's sexy, though. This one happens to be a Isle of Man tribute mm -hmm. uh, helmet. And this has the, the Pro Tint uh, automatic darkening Shit. transitions Shit. visor. Yeah. That's and it's right. a really, really good helmet. So Does it come in 5X? It comes up to 3X. Uh Right, 3X. But how many shell sizes are there? Four. Four. Wow. So from, okay. from extra small to triple X, there are four distinct shell sizes with the Bell helmet. That's nice because a lot it of is companies, really nice. like, you know. Well, like, you can see that this is a medium yeah. and it's not a particularly large shell. No, it's not. Right. So, and this in a Bell, I like a racer fit helmet. Yeah. And this is a racer fit helmet. And you, your cheeks need to be pushed. In yeah, the, I do like them to be tighter. And by the way, folks, this is a MIPS helmet. Oh wow! Does anybody know what MIPS is? Yeah, tell, it's like, really. it looks like the shake weight—a million shake weights at the top to keep the top from coming and hitting your head. <laughs> wow! Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the MIPS is patented brain <laughs> protection system from the fine folks of the Scandinavian areas, mm -hmm. and uh, what they've done is, if you go to www.mipsprotection.com, what you can see is that they have created a liner inside the helmet, mm -hmm. and if you reach your fingers up in there, you can feel that there's a plasticky kind of plastic rot rotating, resting on some floating pins. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that when you get into a collision and your head experiences this rotational force that creates a lot of neck problems and brain problems, is that the helmet is designed to in fact mitigate a lot of that rotational force. Mm -hmm. so check that dude out. It's all fucking <clears throat> Fetzer valves too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ball all about the ball bearings. Oil and ball bearings. Unta Fetzer valves. I hit it. So oh, this is a MIPS system helmet. So if you guys donate, if you guys can sit, you know, when somebody else is paying you money to be at work and uh, you've got nothing better to do in the day and you want to cobble... This is your side job at your job. Yeah, you want to cobble together some shit, right? Um, you want to come up with some fun. Uh, maybe you might want to come up with a kick-ass little logo, right? I think that original logo, though, set the bar high. So It was pretty yeah, good. that was really right? pretty good. So that's pretty, I mean, I'm just kind of telling people, this is a thing that you might be into if you wanted to participate with our podcast and do some cool shit, mm -hmm. right? Some cool, wow. cool shit. That's got no weight to it. No, it's a pretty light helmet. That's the, Fiber like I said, 100 grams. Yeah, that's, uh, and that is, and that's what we're saying. If we get more than 10 individuals enter yeah. into the contest, so we'll upscale... We'll upscale the contest to be 
that particular thing. So that's kind of we thought that'd be fun for you, for everyone out there. So yeah, that's that's the idea of our lowcast, our, our our podcast logo contest. So yeah, getting big fun there. But oh. even if they don't have it's the ability to animate, like just send us the layers because that's the what I do. I can animate right. it. Yeah. So I can make the intro for the video oh. thing. Like I'll Excuse make it. Nice. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea, I mean, like the whole idea behind like, all this stuff is, we want to encourage our podcast listeners to give us something that's fun and that we can play with and you know we've used the last ones that came out we've, we've used these things I mean these are all about um, this is a fun one here what is that does anybody recognize the bike mm. so the bike is a zero. Oh, it is yeah the yeah. bike is a zero SRF and so uh, what did he say at the bottom some shit of time travel left behind on a mission to kill John Connor Nice. I think that's hilarious. That's all right. right. Yeah. So anyway, but these are the ideas of like some of the, the crafty, creative things that people are putting forward for us. And uh, yeah, this is great, man. It makes me so happy to see people giving us ideas for logos for our Cleveland Moto podcast. That, well, the first one with the, the, the reflection the and skyline, the right? of the skyline. It's fucking badass. That, that's going to be, that people got to step some shit up because right. that was good. Yeah, so that, again, that as we're saying... This is some really super cool shit. And we have got prizes, and we did decide that, again, we've got... We've I'm, already pretty, I'm imagining at least, like, the top three are going to end up being t-shirts. I mean, we do have the capacity... Oh, we're going to make all kinds of t-shirts. So, great. That's the name of the game. Uh, tomorrow, when this podcast drops, Saturday, I'm going to be down at the Motoguzzi Rally down in Steubenville, Ohio. Or not Steubenville, I'm sorry. Zanesville, oh, Ohio. That's not that really? Oh, Freeway Bridge. Dude, that's where Gummo was filmed. Yes. I might, I might be there. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to be at the Motoguzzi Rally. They call it a plain and casual rally. They do like a buffet-style dinner, and they give away all kinds of prizes mm -hmm. and stuff. When are you leaving to go down I there? Need to somewhere to so go. I'll probably you should be, be the keynote speaker, actually. Well, I'll probably be rolling out about 11 a.m. noonish from here with that big fat trailer out there. And I've got a Moto Guzzi uh, California 1100 inside. We're going to be selling super cheap. Plus metric shit tons of t-shirts, swag, scarves, hats, ball caps, whatever. Go ahead. No, I'm just, we're, I, I was giving hand We're blowing it away. And, and like the whole thing is this is all stuff that we're going to be selling at enthusiast prices. Right. It's going to be like 10 bucks a t-shirt get three for 20 bucks yep. like all that kind of crap and so a lot of the art that the guys did in our previous art contest for cleveland moto is going to be seen on stuff we're going to have there so we're going to have some cool swag and we're going to have just like a trailer and a bunch of fucking drinks and it'll be fun and a ton of bootleg moto goosey t-shirts right exactly <laughs> You're not taking no seven. i'm an authorized franchise dealer it's not bootleg at all yeah I'm authorized to do so. No, no, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the bike I want to sell, okay. which is the bike that we talked about in a previous podcast, a right. uh, fucking delightful 1100 California yep. that somebody can own. Will there cheap. be Will there be a burnout contest at the Moto Guzzi Rally? That's up to you, and only you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, that's a real thing. So, we want to talk. Yeah. Once again, if you have an artistic bent, mm -hmm. doodle up a fucking thing. Scan it in the way that ever you got to scan it, but give me something that we can bank into a T-shirt, right? And we're gonna judge it, and if we judge it and we like it, you're gonna get a helmet, or you're gonna get a kick-ass helmet, and then if you give me a video title page, like some cool little like beep, like Cleveland Moto, go to our Cleveland Moto, go to Cleveland Moto's YouTube page, look at like nine videos we have up there, and say what would make this better, 
a fucking good title page would make it better. Because I'm only so entertaining. <laughs> I'm on that, though, too. So right. Just, yeah, so let's get something there for that so we can look better. Because, like, the whole fucking standards are gone up. Mm-hmm. Like, I got nine-year-old kids showing me up on fucking video editing. Right? So... Let's got, bring it up a little bit. They got time. Right. If they only time. somebody around you worked in video. Again. I like, I like the statement. <laughs> or if, if one of my 20,000 fucking podcast listeners. Right. In, one, in one, of the right. po- you know, one of the few websites that I built right. was the Lake Erie Loop web, right. website. One of the comments was, this website looks like somebody who was in prison for 30 years came out <laughs> and signed a web page. <laughs> Our old oh website, damn. our first damn. website, www. But wait, it's really cool. poc.itgo.com. <laughs> it's still up there. The internet doesn't forget. Our website is still that there. Is Wayback machine can That's find true. all of it. So, like the free website from 2005 is still being somehow somebody's paying for it. All right, hosting it, hosting it. Mm-hmm. So somebody's still hosting a free website we did in 2005. It's still there. The pictures are still there. <laughs> we were so young. My hair was orange. You know, like wow. yeah, my wife's hair was red. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, yeah, it was a very it's, weird. I had a little like banner when you move the coat. When you move the cursor around, a yeah. little banner followed it. Oh, 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 yeah. The little <laughs> script kept going. That's so annoying. <laughs> it kept the page from loading. Yeah. So you, you like, were the guy. Did you ever see the? They had a, a like a, a skit or something about an archaeologist who was called the Internet Archaeologist, mm. and he was like, "Unbelievably, we have found a, um, a whole civilization still existing on Friendster." <laughs> <laughs> Is that you, Steve? You can't no, click no. on any of these images. What None the of these fuck are clickable. What am I looking at? Oh my god! You're looking at what POC was in 2005 wow. like or 2004, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's our, you know, like, see this guy right here clutching his pearls? Mm. So there's a guy right there clutching his pearls as Uh Nick Vanello and I are skating by doing our team skating formation. Look at Renee. Right. Oh, look at Renee and (laughs) Michelle. Yeah, it's like, like this is a time capsule. There's us on one of our poker nights. You'll see my wife with her red hair and her scully haircut. Look at at Phil with his orange hair. I hope you scalped all these pictures out of here. Yeah. And uh, there's a Diamo scooter with a convertible top. Nice. And, you know, and like, look at us, we're children. And if you look on the table here, you know what that device right there by that cursor is called? A dildo? Gates of Hell. Oh, okay. That, that's a series of cock rings. Oh, oh, God. Because we used to play poker at the shop until the wee hours of the morning, and Nick would bring us items from his online sex toy store oh my God. to play for as, you know, anti up. Oh, my God. Shuffle up and deal, not joking. I'm going to hold. <laughs> yeah. Right, away, away, on, right? away from the ring. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it's weird that the uh, that the website still exists well, from yeah. way back, way back when. Big fun. Yeah. So yeah, Mr. Peabody. Was, I'm gonna guess that Nick is paying for this. No, What what? That was right after we moved on to maybe somebody around the 25th. Right? I think it's a situation where somebody doesn't even know this exists. Yeah. And. It's been up, and therefore right. they don't know to show. If shut anybody it wants to see it, podcast listeners, it's www.poc.itgo.com. It's a funny, funny website that we produced, I mean, way back in the Wayback Machine. It fell through the cla- cracks. It did. Whoever like was the, hosting it went out of business. The internet still didn't notice it. It's still infinitely hosted. This mm-hmm. is our, our buddy Nick Vanello, who runs uh, the Kilted Bros. Uh, if you guys Google Kilted Bros, B R O S, that's Nick Vanello with his brand new 2006 
Kimco People 250. Wow. Um, look behind me. Oh, yeah. Oh! The, 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 the Wayback Machine. Wow. Blast from the past. Did, did Claviator stop in here? Did you say Blast up the ass? No. Yeah. Whoa, hey. um, that's Rob Pryor, our buddy from Record Revolution, yeah. back when we were young kids. Uh, and our buddy, um, you know what that guy's nickname was? Pope. Because his name was Rob Savatican. Rob's name is not Savatican. Rob Savatican. Bless me. Yep. That's one of the first Bajaj Chetax we ever sold to she, Jen Jingle. She looks good. Yeah. So anyway, so there we go. So that's hilarious. The internet never dies. There's me on the prototype. Ooh, that's a flashback. You look that like is... you should be in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's all I'm saying. Well, so not the orange the, hair, the but bridge. the picture no, of me on the bike. Like heat miser. By the yeah, it is a heat miser haircut. Yeah. That is the that motorcycle scooter that I'm on is the prototype. The Lambretta prototype of the Royal Alloy we have in our oh. showroom with us today. Oh wow. So that tells you how long Soft ago that was. Was that the Mara Vespa or something like the that? The Lambretta. That was at the Cincinnati rally where that picture oh. was taken, or at Pittsburgh. And that's proud scooter uncle seen riding the new Lambretta 250 prototype. Mm -hmm. So that was a prototype back then. So holy Some shit, look at that. Shit, the internet never fucking forgets. There you go. So, cool. So that's that. I live. I die. I live again. Okay, another tech tip. Who wants another tech tip? Here's, oh, go on. What would you like to do if you're working on a motorcycle, your motorcycle, or a customer's motorcycle, <clears throat> and you know you're going about to get greasy as fuck because you're going to be doing a chain adjustment and working around the genitals of the motorcycle and all that stuff, and right? And you're out of gloves? Right? Nitrate gloves. Right? What are you going to do? Put on some fucking gloves, motherfucker. No, no love, love, no love. love. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's right. Nitrile gloves, rubber gloves, whatever you want. Spend black, as much money as you like want. I'm doing a tattoo. Purple. The black right. venom. I'm black because I'm a tattoo artist on Costco, Discovery Channel. Right. I have three dogs. Right. Uh, rubber Wait. gloves are fucking necessary for poop scooping. Yeah. I'm busier than a three dog. And Costco has, has boxes of 250 for $9. Okay. I'm going to tell you somewhere you can put a rubber glove you never thought of before. No, I have. I put it there. Don't tease me. What if you took a rubber glove mm -hmm. and put it on the grip of the motorcycle you're working on? Oh, so you don't get grease on the grip? And the lever. Oh my Rubber Lord. gloves have five. Yeah. They're like, what, quinfricated? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about... That hurts me. How, what about like a non-lubricated... Hey, condom? Condom. I don't care, dude, but my point is this. <laughs> They come in five spots. Pro tip: Just If you're it. working on motorbikes, your your these things, right? Right. Flanges. Right. We like to call them your bitch mittens. Mm -hmm. Your monkey right? mitts. Your monkey mitts. Your man. Your man handles. All these things, like the clamps. Clamps. Mm -hmm. These things are gonna get greasy. Yeah. One thing that should never get greasy, and I don't care if you're working on a bike that some hipster brought in with his white rubber grips. Your Peter Beaters? His little fucking especially, Vans rubber grips on it. Especially or his, his white know, fucking grips. Gum wall Vans or brown leather Bates yeah, bullshit. Yeah, brown leather everything. Right? right, grips. Put a fucking rubber glove on each grip. Mm. Wrap it. Wrap it. Wrap it and tap no it. No glove, no love. If you do that, two things are going to happen. First thing is, even if you do get the gl rubber gloves you're wearing greasy. Inevitable. Because rubber gloves. Right. Yeah, I remember the first time I worked on a bike. Mm. Okay. I don't use rubber gloves because they because brake parts cleaner exists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I use car cleaner or brake parts cleaner to give my hands hand cancer. Right? <laughs> 
And then my hands are clean so I can ride the bike later. Right. Except for all the times I had to adjust the throttle, blah, 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 put it right. on the lift, take it off the lift, whatever. And now the grips are all greasy. Mm-hmm. Put rubber gloves on the grips. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird, but rubber gloves are super duper cheap. The drag is if you're an adventure rider. How the fuck do you get a grub a grub on your grip? Oh yeah, you can't. Grub? I'm sorry, if you got bark busters? Yeah. Yeah, you got bark busters, you're fuck busters. You're fucked. Right? That's it. At yeah. that point you don't care though. Yeah, bark busters. Because it's probably covered in mud anyway. That's true. So fuck it. You know what? You know it's an adventure bike. You just Right. I always wonder though, like, did I not get enough of the Biagios off of me or is this grease? <laughs> Biagios. I lick it, I go, yeah. Biagios, you're like grease. Oh. Did I just literally rebuild a transmission yeah. or eat the world's most delicious pizza? Yeah. Welcome I mean, I've to cut, Biagio's I've cut pizza. teeth on that, so yeah. I can't oh, get too Biagio's cynical. Is like the God shit. forbid you use any antices. Right. That's like the herpes of the fucking... It is. It'll never go you, away. You will be the tin man. I'm sorry, did you use molybdenum on that? <laughs> your whole planet Fuck. will know about it. Oh, you liked your new couch? So did molybdenum. So, yeah. You're right, though. Like, I just, I, I cleaned my chain before I came over here. Which yeah. Is, Silver gets everything. It was already on the lift. It didn't matter. So I, I just did it because it was... It's nice I, that you call it cleaning your chain. I, I love it. Well, I wiped it down. <laughs> I, I wiped, wiped it. I gave it a good wipe down with a curtain before I pulled out. So after I pulled... Wait, which? I always get confused. But, so the, the thing is here, and this is an interesting thing and not a really a pro tip, but right. I just put a new chain on my bike, and forgive me because I don't remember shit about anything. Yeah. But this is this chain, right? It's a... Yeah. It's a, f- for if it matters, a 525-ish. Yeah. So it's got these new things where I, it comes with its own little nuts. Yep. You, you nut it on, yep. and then you snap the nut on it, right? Then you snap you a nut, nut off. You nut it on, baby. And then you snap the nut off. And it it leaves, snaps off. Yeah, it right. leaves these little nibs. Right. So they what that is is that's the, the rivet. There's a, yeah. a rivet system. It's, yeah, right. And basically what you do is you tighten the rivet on. And it has a zero stop on it. Right. Until it breaks. But in yeah. me. Till, yeah. it, till it torques to the, right. like the nut bottoms out, yep. then you back the nut off to a perforation in the stud. In the stop. Then you yep. take a pair of pliers and you snap that you off, snap and it, it off. leaves a little eighth inch yep. bit of it, which is cool. Yep. It's like it's almost foolproof. Right. I did it. Right. For what? For what? I'll For show chains. you. So you don't instead need a of chain a master link installer tool. So it is no the master more, link. No more master link. No clip. It is a master link. It is the master link. It yeah. is. So what if you have to do the chain again? Do you have more of those things? I guess you could buy one. But if you have to do the chain again, what no, are you no, talking about? You can't. It's security hardware. It's barbed. Once it's gone, it's, it's, gone. A, it's a it's a stud like with Satan's barbs. Penis. So you 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 torque it on with these nuts, right? And it comes to a certain point, and the, these the nuts? nut these nuts <laughs> these nuts have a, a a stop in them. They can only be screwed so much. Okay. And once they screw up, you got to back out a little. Then you got to grab it with something okay. and give it a good twist, right? Then you you're left with these little eighth inch nubs. Do you ever have to pop your thumb in its ass? No, no. That, you're going to want to hold that on the tailpipe the whole time mm-hmm. and put a glove on it. Right. Anyway, but so the, when you go to clean your chain, this thing's always grabbing your rag. Oh, okay. well, it's yeah. grabbing your rag. <laughs> and that's the only bitch I have about the whole system. Other than that, right. like it took me almost no time to do this, and it was foolproof. And I, right. I will say the first 100 to 200 miles, I was waiting for some catastrophic failure, but nothing has moved. I've checked it a few times and mic'd it. So it sounds like when you tighten the nut down, it flanges out a rivet of some sort. Nope, it actually nope. It pulls the plate down yeah. a barbed shaft. 
Oh, okay. This yeah. is like kangaroo shit. You can't. Oh, so once so the shaft gets in, you can't get out. It's almost like zip tying it together. It it's a lot like zip tying, which is probably why I love it so much. Because <laughs> I'm a zip tie <laughs> so aficionado. Like, it's like the Russian girl condom where like you could put a wiener in, but when you tried to pull it out. Oh, there's no pull out. This no, is why, no, you know what? This is, this is why I love it. There's yeah. no pull out. There is no pull out. <laughs> this is the thing. There's no pull out. Wait, so it's sliding a metal sheath up. It's the master link. Right. I get a regular right. master link down a double barbed shaft. So it's actually two barbed shafts at the same time. Yeah. And so there's okay. a, so you got to yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. You don't want to hurt it. EK came up with these and so the whole idea of these things is they call them a screw it's called a screw type master link Thank or a cr screw type connecting I don't know link. The jargon. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what it is. And um, if you're if you're a nerd and you want to look it up, it's SLJ is the industry code for it. Um, it's just annoying, but I will go ahead and I'll, I'll pull an image up so you guys can see what it looks like. Um, just for those of us who are paying attention at this point, give me a second. It's going to be, uh, I'd like to brag a little bit. Please do. At this time, I'm just going to yeah. take a thing. Um, I would like to say mm -hmm. that maybe the <clears> last, and I wouldn't say a hundred, at least the last 50 master links mm -hmm. that I took apart to take a chain apart, that I was able to slip off the master link plate. The spring plate <laughs> in the first try, right? Without shooting it across. I the have room. an incredible record of yeah. being able to precisely to reuse that, that which is not meant to be reused of of pliers and be able to and get that off. You're talking about the, the clip. The clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First try. I can yeah. almost never find the clip to begin with. First try every time for at least the last. I haven't failed. I've made note of it. I've been very careful. Yeah. That I put it on, yeah, that, and I take it off with one try. Okay, so there's a new you can find new ones. So if you guys are interested, master links, so screw type master links have been around for a few years now. O link, oh, this is an O ring chain. It's an, it's for an O ring it's an, chain. I have an exactly. X ring. I have an yeah. X ring. This what chain. you're seeing there is an X ring yeah, chain or a U ring U ring chain. Doesn't I'm matter. Fancy. They make them for all of the above. I'm I'm soft. Um, I'm you can get them in any color you like. Okay. So what's it look like once it pops? You can look at mine. These if you things want. are gone. Okay. So you see where my coat, the, the, the yep. hex nuts are gone. There's an eighth inch left. Exactly. Right. There's just a Ish. little a little bit of a, a tip left over when and, you're done. But more than a minute. <laughs> and it's two tips, to be honest. Right. That's true. Yeah. So that's really what those look like when they're done and, and when it's all finished. But that is just, it's it's a technology that exists now. It's There's nothing super fancy about it oh. other than the fact that it is giving you a mechanical interface um, where you're literally bolting your side plate to your chain. And, and aside you know. from that annoying rag grabbing feature, I yeah. have no qualms about using it again next time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's that's easy fair. for for lazy guys like me who can't be bothered with like rivets and. Yep. I, I mean, I've been using a slide on Masterlink, you know, clip Masterlink, yeah. for a decade. You guys want to see a better? Uh, I mean, I have a hillbilly tech tip if we want to go that do. route. I thought that's what we were chain. doing. Oh, right there. See that. See that yep. perforation in the yep. thing, that rib, yep. right before your pleasure and after that, that spot right there where the cursor is. Um, that spot that's right at that spot, that, that right below where the threads are. Yep. Um, that is exactly where this thing is meant to break. So mm -hmm. right there is the break off. But what's left to hold it in place? Those two barbs. Those two barbs. These two. The these two threads right there. there. So you got two threads, and those threads thread into right here. Does everybody see the side? Yep. The the ad on the side of the TV right now. The, the, oh, the one that says the 2019 Corvette. Chevrolet Corvette. It's kismet. 
It, the fucking TV heard us talking. It did. It heard us talking. This freaking co- so, podcast. Yeah. So basically, Chevy what happens is CA. you take these, uh, you take these master yep. links, right. and you put them through like you normally would, mm-hmm. regardless of what type of O-ring you're running. Correct. You install your side plate, right? Yep. You install your side plate. Um, you put your O-rings on, your outer O-rings, and then you put these bolts on. And when you pull those bolts on, Nuts. those bolts are the chain press. And they can only go so far. They right. zero. Those little nuts, those standoff nuts, like we would if we were building a computer or something, we call those standoff nuts. And those standoff nuts are what press the side plate into the correct tension on your chain. Mm-hmm. And then those standoff nuts shear right. the weakened spot. You break that whole you, shaft. Yeah, off. you back that nut but there's off. Nothing, but, right the, there. but there's nothing That's that like, the weakened spot is. All this is up behind the plate to hold it in place. No, 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 these, no there's no rivet. It's right, a press exactly. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's a barbed. Yep, you're exactly right. It's just That's like the rest of your chain. Yep, it is. It is. I thought those like, were rivets, though. Can right. you see a head on each one of those I think things? they are actually riveted out a little bit. Yeah. That's why I thought this yeah, like somehow flinged something. Well, me too. That's but what here's, I was thinking. If you, guys are, if you guys want to look up there, when see where the cursor is? When that little dude pulls out of that little dude, it blows out those two threads. Right. It destroys them outward. It expands them so they have no choice except to grab inside of where they, the cursor is now, which around. is on the ID of that okay, side plate. Right. Correct. So and it becomes a rivet. Well, rivet. Yeah, it's just a rivet with a different type of mechanical installation. That's riveting. It is riveting. I, and if I you was, listen to this podcast, you'll know the last 10 minutes has not been riveting. So sorry, man. Right. So but sorry. we will. Inc- I will include a picture of this new, in the goddamn show new notes. Info. New because tech it info. is a new tech that you should be aware of. Yeah. If you, like me, don't trust... Every time I put a riveted on check... Uh, Masterlink. Right. I have all the chain tools. I have bought the Motion Pro kit. Mm-hmm. I bought the Harbor Freight kit. I bought all the <laughs> kits for installing same, same. a chain, yeah. a, a, literally a Masterlink chain through expanding the rivet. Right. And every time I put one on, I go, "Was that enough?" Hail Mary! Full Hail of Mary! Grace. Full of grace. Please let me know that was enough. And don't Whereas call me back. When I install a clip-based chain. I always go, please don't let that clip fly off. Eh. I always put right. the clip in yes. the rotation well, of, as sure. you're supposed to. of the chain. For so sure. You don't, you yeah. don't put it the opposite. Printed in the I have never had a clip fall off, but I'm only 50. <laughs> so here's a way to make the clip never <laughs> fall 50. off. I don't know. And this but, actually is more pertinent right. to cam chains. Yes. Say you got a bike. Yeah. So you want to put a new cam chain in it. I, I want to put a new cam chain. How do you put a new cam chain in a bike? Right. Well, a lot of bikes, you have to tear the whole motor apart of because course. the cam chain Absolutely. doesn't come off. After what that, I'm lazy. Cases have been splitted. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, that's when you talk to me, Farmer John. <laughs> Please, John, <laughs> tell me. The, what we're going to do is we're going to take that cam chain. Yeah. We're going to grind one of the rivets off and pop it off. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to take a new cam chain and do the same thing to it. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to take those We're going to take these chains. two closed cam chains and make them into an open cam we're chain. We're going to put that one onto that one and flip it around. And uh-huh. then we're going to feed it down around through the motor, spin the motor, mm-hmm. bring it back up, put it mm-hmm. back together, and we're going to get our Harbor Freight welder out. No losing, not a single link in the process. So this our is timing is exactly the way it should be. Cam chain fishing. Never going to change oh, the timing. We're going to rotate that <sighs> fucker all the way around. That's and we're going to go. And that's cam chain change. Wow, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Boy, if you didn't just heads are exploded. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's fucking cool. That be I finally thought of something and it beats That's mine fucking cool. A lot. That's fucking cool. 
You can change a cam chain in about how many minutes? Ten minutes. You're still going to want to do the chain chain. Because you don't need to what? Tear the whole motor apart. Take the top end apart. You don't need to lift the goddamn goddamn cam. You're going to this one off. You're going to hook this one onto this. You're going to wind the whole every. I mean, you're still going to have to align all the timing marks up at some point. But you're going to fish the whole cam chain. If you take six links out of here, right? And you well, put you, back in six links. You're putting your timing new, is still on. Well, yeah. You're going to put a whole new cam chain, but the cam's probably not going to want to move once no. you break. You know what I mean? No. But, well, you you can do it, and you, you never can do lose it. Yeah, your start. You, know. you want to make sure all your timing marks are lined yeah, up yeah. before you weld it back together. Oh, of course I, you are. I will say this, John. But all it takes is one little a little big welder right on the tip yep, of that thing, and zzz, it doesn't snot. even have to weld it to the plate. Yeah. It just has to put enough of a. It just has to blob it out. A blob to keep it from coming apart. And it's as good as. You can buy sometimes cam chains that have a master link in yes. them, but no racer wants anything like that. No, I won't solid, trust that shit. They want a solid cam I chain. I need a solid cam chain. Well, what exactly. about your guides? Well, I mean, fuck that. <laughs> That's what I said, which is how I ended up in Baja with no bike. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it was $18. I figured, fuck those guides. Fuck. Did you change your cam chain? I did. Well, no, you should have changed your guides. Uh, this is what I'm screaming, <laughs> but I would have had to split the case to do the bikes. Oh, that's I'm fucking mother- good, man. That's, that's really great. Good. I love that. Yeah. That's good. The fishing something. tip. Yeah. yeah. So, now, you ever you had could, to. You yep. could do that on a primary chain if you yeah. really wanted to. Just fucking. Because sometimes you get primary chains that don't have a master link. No. They, they were put on from the factory. Right. No. And the only way to linkless. get them off is to yeah. cut them off with well, a dag grinder. They're what they call like an infinite. And if you're, right. not, if you're not replacing your sprockets when you do your, your drive chain. Same thing. And don't just tell me you through. don't have a hundred dollar fucking Harbor Freight welder in your garage. If you, yeah, don't, you don't, go you sh- fucking you sh- buy one. You should go get one. Yeah, you should get one. Because you know what? A bad weld <laughs> is still a weld. <laughs> still a weld. It's better than Loctite. I'll tell you that. The uh, that's fucking great, man. That's super cool. Anybody else got a tech tip? I got a tech tip. September 29th. Mm-hmm. Look at your fucking calendar. Aim. And if you are not actively involved with looking as dapper as you can fucking look. Oh, man, gentlemen. You should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Distinguished Gentleman's Ride is kicking off this year at DGR motherfucking DistinguishedGentlemen'sRide.com. Sign up. Go check it out. Oh, by the way, did you know that Cleveland Moto, Cleveland's changed our ride for the DGR. You, you didn't know that. You, you know say. why? No. Because it happened like three hours ago. <laughs> Nicely played. That's great. You remember how we used to start at Porco and go for a big ride and mm-hmm. end up back at Porco? Yeah. That's pretty cool. But I have this lady who sent me this email. And uh, I'll read the email to you because Please. I think everybody should I think everybody so should this have... This is Sunday the 29th is what you're saying. Yes. M- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got it. That's exactly what it is. All right. Right. So, uh, so check this out. You're going to love this email because this lady sent me an email like literally as the distinguished gentleman's uh, like because I'm the point of contact and stuff. You know, it's all cool. She sends mm-hmm. me this email and uh, I, I guess, I mean, I feel bad for her. But uh, so she'd had some issues with the way DGR was being operated and, and being run and whatnot. So turns out. We can change things, right? Yeah. Yeah. The world right. is flexible. So, um, please remove me from the riders list. Oof. Seems extreme. Charitable organization. It's, yeah. We're not trying to fuck your world up. Mm. I can guarantee you don't get more than one email from this group, like more than like one email a month. Right. 
Please remove me from the riders list. I will not use her name. On a 2011 Triumph, I will not ride an hour to get to the starting point prior to riding almost two hours, then an hour home. I do not have bike transport to prevent this. Was really hoping the ride this year was further away from town. Thank you. Janie McCaskey. Oh, shit. I said I wasn't going to read your name. Damn. All right. Sorry. Bleep, 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 Wait, she's bleep. mad sorry. that the ride takes place in town? Yeah. It's going to take her a freaking hour to get here. Please remove me from the riders list. On my 2011 Triumph, I will not ride an hour to get to the starting Which point Triumph prior to riding almost two hours, then an hour home. Does it Triumph make that, a I mean, that's going to equal moped? almost 80 wow. miles round. I trip. don't have... I do not have bike transport to prevent this. What does that mean? I don't know, trailer... but if you own a 2011 Triumph, it can ride an hour. Yeah, to go do so. a two-hour ride with she's us and ride an hour She doesn't want to trailer her bike an hour to ride a two-hour ride and then trailer I mean, the bike Because comfortable... we've been so inconsiderate as to start our ride an hour from her house where she would clearly need a trailer to get there. Right, yeah. exactly. Right? No, no, I, can, I get it. I'm starting to feel Was like... really hoping the ride this year was further away from town. Yeah. Which, I rode 125 where she cc from? Grom, Not 45 here. minutes about from an hour away. to get here today. South, north, or yes. Grom. Mm-hmm. An hour away? About an hour away. So know. it's an hour away, so she can do an hour, a two-hour ride, and then ride another hour home. Which is Why don't you come up the night before, baby? And then you can ride all you like until you can get on the bike in the morning. <laughs> is that racist? I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Damn it. That's Cut me out again. So, so guys, sexy. guys remember? I get confused. I'm a helper. Right. I'm a people pleaser. It's my job. <laughs> please people. You've I'm a helper. With a solution. I write back. Oh, you did. I wrote back to her because oh. you know what? I'm running this you ride. I'm organizing this goddamn ride. I'm making sure that the satisfaction of the people involved with this ride is my number one priority. And you're a gentleman. I am distinguished. Huh. I've been called many things. So if we look up there, you'll see that I wrote back oh. to her. Oh, oh, good, good. Well, Tricked where do you live? <laughs> Bring it. And she wrote. Greetings, Phil. I live in Macedonia, Holy southern tip. 38 minutes. Well, it turns out Macedonia is like 7,000 miles from here. No. Oh, you mean a different Macedonia? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, different parents, Macedonia. My, well, my mom lives A different Macedonia. Tony, bring me some moon olive oil. They got killer olive oil yet, there. But just oh, wait up. a second. Steve, you brought up an excellent point. Yes. So, everybody who's paying attention. Southern tip. Thanks to Shaney <laughs> and her 2011 Triumph. I have changed the route of the DGR. God, you're amazing. You're starting, this is going to be three blocks from my mom's house. I am responding to the needs of my DGR participants. Yes. We are going to start at Porco. Okay. Ah. At 4 p.m., we're going to gather at Porco. At 5 p.m., we're going to leave. We're going to drive through Cleveland, the city of. We're going to drive through Brattonall, right. the Flush. subdivision of. Yeah. We're going to then cruise southeast on the cool, bumpy, curvy roads of eastern suburbs right and we are going to end up at the moon glow at the moon glow lounge god oh my goodness for all of you people who have not experienced the stainless steel howard hughes excesses of the moon glow lounge they we will be terminating our ride at the moon glow lounge in northfield center ohio a veritable stones fall from a triumph's fall if you will from (laughs) the moon glow lounge which macedonia is Three streets away from my, my mom's Man. house, who is, I've lived there for 53 years. Okay. So if anybody needs a place to crash and not die, I right. will just dump you into my mom's house. So, 
I'm going to say, I would like to say for all of our podcast listeners, for all the Cleveland DGR riders, thanks to Janie bringing it to my attention that an hour from her house to Porco, a two-hour ride, and then an hour ride home was fucking unrealistic. 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 Unacceptable. Completely. For any pilot of any 2011 Triumph. Especially in September when it's going to be at least like 60 degrees. It could be. Yeah. Oh, right. God. Right. The weather could be anywhere between spectacular and rainy. Yeah. But thanks to Janie, we are changing to suit your needs. Mm. Don't say Cleveland Moto doesn't listen to you. We bet over back. Innovation is us. That's right. Them. Them. Right. I'm not part of it. We yeah. are going to start. So she will have a one-hour ride. Mm -hmm. 40 minutes. <clears throat> On a Vespa. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. 40 minute ride. Maybe she rides slower than I do on her 2011 Triumph. But anyway, she'll have a 40 minute ride to go from where she lives in Macedonia mm -hmm. to Porco, lounge and tiki room. 4 p.m. start. 4 p.m. gather, 5 p.m. start. Go ahead, Chris. Well, how's she going to learn about this? Because you've already taken her off the email. No, list. I didn't take her off the list because I, you know what? You want me to read the email? Everybody could email her. We were engaging in a dialogue. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm not going to remove her from the list. 57. Do you know why? So, I'm going to satisfy her needs as service. a DGR participant. Right. So, as only you could. And, and here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> if you live an hour from Porco, it's Damn worthwhile you. driving an hour to go to Porco. Porco. She will be completely filleted. So I was, she will be completely satisfied I, with it. I was born around 1969, toward the end. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, 57 <laughs> would put you... Uh, 10 years older than me. So, I mean, I can kind of get it. 57 where? If that's relevant. Who says Well, I'm just looking at that email that I'm looking at. Oh, that. she was born in 57. Maybe. Maybe that's, oh, the, year, maybe that's the year of her so triumph. So she's 62. Maybe that's her triumph. No, she's 62. Okay. She's born in year of our Lord Bel Air. So I'm just trying right. to make some math happen. Yeah, she was born in year of our Lord uh, Bel Air. Being sympathetic. Right on. So she's 62 years old. Rock on. So an hour. So that's I'm cool. kind of interested to meet her. I know. Oh, no. I'm going to tell her when I meet her because I'm going to be looking for the 62-year-old lady riding the 2011 Triumph, and I'm going to go up and let her know that we straight up changed the whole goddamn rally for her to meet her needs as a southeast cider. Eat some barbecue now. And we're going to end up Let this me. ride. This ride's going to end up about two and a half miles away from where she lives. That's mm -hmm. brilliant. We right should up. go to her house for the after party. Well, that's a good idea, too. Whether or not she knows we're showing up. Swing <laughs> the hammer. I think we figured out the after party. So anyway, that's the name of the game. So we're going to participate with us. Maybe yeah. this might be a chance to redeem myself. In high school, yeah. I was not necessarily known to be a very cool person. Did you have a teacher named G No, I did not. Oh, that would have okay. been awesome. That would have been great. <laughs> but I did throw a party once that nobody showed up to. Okay? So it's except going for my on one to this friend. very day. And so now I'm like, that's you know what? Rocking. This might be my chance to redeem and piss my mom off and right. throw a really good after party to this. Oh, uh, <laughs> one year we did the DGR... Uh, part of the DGR is we went past Terry Stewart, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame CEO. We went past his mansion on Bratnall, yeah, on Lakeshore, and I took the entire DGR. Oh no! Into his gated house, nice. <laughs> through his circle driveway, uh, the entire goddamn DGR circled his driveway. Very nice, That's great. Beating our horns, waving the whole deal, and we fucked off and left. We nice. love your hall. Yeah, yeah, dude. Best <laughs> rock hall ever. Uh, so it's fun. So yeah, DGR, September 29th. Great. But what could make that better Sunday? Well, imagine if you were two hours from here mm -hmm. and you were at the AIM Expo. 
Yeah, demo be... riding bikes and doing all kinds of cool shit. And uh, while you're at the AIM Expo, maybe you like two-wheeled vehicles. Maybe you are confident in your sexuality. Maybe you want to swing over to the Scooter Q rally, which is the same weekend in Columbus. So you can type, you go to Scooter Q. Scooter Q is having its 22nd rally. 22nd years, 22 years lot. of riding scooters around Columbus. Yeah. So Scooter Q, that weekend. You're going there instead of the DGR, aren't you? I am doing Scooter Q. I'm doing AIM, and I'm doing the DGR, and uh, yeah. So it makes the head spin. Wait, there's it does a, make the head spin. Oh, I'm a busy dude. Damn. Yep. So I'm doing all those. If anybody can do it, you can. I can. And you know what I'm doing the weekend before? No. Hearse Rally in Hell, Michigan. I saw that. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> you have to do that. I'm gonna be there with a You're Japanese hearse. You're gonna be the hearse. hero of that whole thing. <laughs> or I'm gonna be the fucking nemesis oh, of that whole yeah. thing. Oh man! I already ordered my inflatable Godzilla costume. Nice. <laughs> Godzilla. I did. Yes. Godzilla. So you're gonna be you're gonna be fighting all the Undertakers. Godzilla. Oh no! I've looked at the video of the previous events, and yeah. everybody there looks like they should run a B movie horror show. Yeah. So like everybody there is like 20 years too old, 60 pounds overweight. They got a Cadillac hearse of some sort. Right. They're just doing their thing, loving life, it's and they're all standard. cool. But they are all the same people. Right. And they're all like, you know, I'm I'm creepy kid. I'm yeah. creepy Katie, and I'm like this. And I got my YouTube channel called like hearsesforlife.com. This event is called Just Hearsing Around. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's a dude. This you, Now, you guys might have known this guy or yeah. seen this guy. There's a dude that lives in Bainbridge. He drives a hearse, but it's a, a limo hearse, yeah, if you will. Yeah. And he looks like Gene Simmons, uh -huh. and he has a black coke nail about right. this long. Yeah. He's about 70, yeah. and he stands around at CVS hitting on all the 18-year-old colors, man. He's, he's all right. I get older, they stay the same, right? So uh, speaking of women greedy. riders, yeah. you said, what, the 29th of September? 29th of September. So the 20, my wife brought this to my attention, Friday the September the 27th. Okay. There is something going on called, if I can interject a little something in your mm -hmm. life here, the oh, son of 50. Did you say life or wife? Yep. R women Riders World Rally. So this relay? is the Women you know Riders this. World Relay you know called Wurr Wurr. Yeah, yeah. Wur -wur. Uh, it's Wurr Wurr. <laughs> uh, as opposed to the Women's Flat Wur -wur. Track Roller Association, which is called WUFTA. Uh, also again, not bad. Bad, bad acronyms. Mm -hmm. uh, so... The Women Riders World Relay, Liza from the Misfits, is super duper uh, helping out with this, and they are going to be circumnavigating the globe. The entire ball. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, passing around a Baton? purple suction cup dildo. Cylindrical item. I think it might be softer, though. We'll call it a baton. Baton, yes. They'll be passing along a cylindrical item from. Rider to rider to rider to rider around the planet, and some of these women. If you look this up, the world ride, the world, women riders world relay is fucking. These women are heroes Badass. that are riding in terrible yeah. places and through adversity and storms and battles and wars and shit. Sand to move a goddamn baton across the planet to show support for. Women riding. So that's badass. And our friend Liza from Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, she's a huge part of that. So if you want to be a part of that too, and you want to ride with a baton, you need to look up the World Women's 
Riders World Relay. Do you were, have to be female to ride with the baton? There, it turns out, yes, there is, do, there is but a, they do have a criteria. A yeah. Acknowledgement of male support okay. for people who might need to help. Maybe you can shelter a baton. Maybe you can house a baton. <laughs> Maybe you can hide a baton. Keister. Polish a baton. <laughs> Maybe you can polish the baton. Right. But what you can't do is you can't carry, carry the no, baton. No, you, you because you yeah. have your own baton. So right. shut the fuck up. There's, right. Yeah, don't be greedy. Right. Yeah, but, don't be greedy. But so they're, yeah, they're going, uh, looks like Columbus, Ohio to Pickerington. Yeah, Pickerington. So my wife will be that part of that. That is the AMA Museum that they're going to be stopping at. Oh, okay. To receive their laurel and hearty handshake. I will have to hand her some money for a t-shirt, I guess. But uh, yeah. So yeah. that's the thing that's happening. So And guess where Pickerington is? South? It's in the shadow of Columbus. <laughs> so there's another thing you can do. There are very few things that happen in the insurance capital of Ohio that is Columbus. Yeah. That don't involve a useless nut. Yeah. Worthless. Well, there's going to be a bunch of hotties on bikes down there, so. Yeah. Uh, and scooters and bikes. All kinds of okay. I mean, yeah, two-wheeled things. This is a great time to be in Columbus. And I have never said that before. Ever. Yeah. Columbus. One of the other cities in Ohio that starts with a C. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Columbus. It's capital idea. throw that out there. Anyone got anything else? I think that's it. Fuck Yeah. Dude, I think that was a solid podcast. Yeah, I'd like to. Res- I'd like to thank you all for remaining vertical. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It didn't go off the rails. It for did a change. not go off the rails. I'm so proud. Well, nobody brought moonshine again. Yeah, not one moonshine. No, multiple. I think we had three, yeah, moonshines, three moonshines, maybe yeah. four. How did I miss that? That was an interesting. You know what? You it's might probably be best again. Star. The fact that none of us have a DUI right now. <laughs> hey, man. None of us got parting gifts after leaving that podcast yeah. two weeks ago. Hey, is just this shy of amazing. It's sad when I'm the one dumping people's on. drinks out and feeding them water. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so weird. This table looked like a battle zone. Whoa. It looked like a chemistry set. Yeah. It was really something. Yeah, that's it, man. I, I got nothing else. Cool. Uh, again, remember podcast logo competition mm-hmm. and title screen for our YouTube the, channel. Help us out. We need yeah. help. You know, um, don't make me open up a fucking Patreon account. Come on. Don't me put. Don't make me put some cool <laughs> shit behind a paywall. Oh, Help us out, man. Be cool. Support us because we give you dumb shit to listen to. Ride fast and take chances. Bum, 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 b